0: What's up everybody? Welcome to the House of Mario, the South Australian Nintendo podcast that is backed by 120 Power Star Rating. I'm your host Drew Agnew and the doors to episode 163 are open. This week on the show we're going to be going over the rest of 2020 and Nintendo's launch schedule. And to talk all about that is my best mate, it's Bryce DeWitt. Hello mate, hello. Hello. It's a very
1: quiet week this week.
0: It is, isn't it? Especially since we only recorded the last episode... Like, I don't know, was it four or five days ago or something? Yeah. Something like that it's a, a bit of a different gap. That's uh that's on else for being a bit later last week, but no. nothing that could be done.
1: It happens. It's all yeah. right. this this episode's very ad lib. It is. Yeah, yeah, very much. <laughs> <laughs> well so. that's exactly what a podcast is. We're not we're not reading a script each week, are we? No, we're not, but we usually have like some sort of, you know, line to follow there. And yeah. I d I don't think that's like possible at all this week. Yeah. So we're sort of coming into the time of year when it's just like ridiculously
0: busy. Um, you know, uh, Bryce is picking up a few more hospitality gigs mm-hmm. and uh, it's coming into the time of, uh, time of the year when sharing and farm work is, uh, you know, becoming like a sort of six day affair. Um, so we actually sat down last night, the night where we actually usually record the podcast. I was at the point where I'm like, I cannot record a podcast and actually have someone listen to it and be interested whatsoever. So Bryce said, I'll come over and we'll discuss what we're going to do. And um, just uh, with the way we're trying to, I guess, uh, line up our schedules and catch up to actually do the podcast. It's it's, uh, becoming trickier and trickier. So um, what we're thinking about doing is uh, being a bit more flexible with the day the episode comes out. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, this week that uh, is coming out on the Wednesday and so for Tuesday, and going forward, I think it it could be anywhere from probably Tuesday to Thursday, um, or yeah. even or even Friday, depending on when we can actually have a free night to catch up and do it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what it also might mean is we might have uh, solo episodes more frequently, maybe with Bryce, maybe with myself, if uh, we can't catch up to do it that week. Mm-hmm. Um, but rest assured, we will never miss a week. It's sort We're of very it, uh, dedicated to not doing that.
1: Yeah. It's it's sort of it sort of comes to. The, uh, the territory of like you know, this happens every summer with us, I feel. Yeah. And while we've been more consistent in previous years, regardless, and we sort of tried to still sort of keep it, I think this year it's a very different time for everyone. So, mm. um, you know, I guess, I guess, uh, just uh, we thank you for understanding of all things. Yeah, you I know. Sh- assume. Someone's there like, this is bullshit.
0: They throw their iPhone out the car and, yeah. they dr- <laughs> and they drive back and get it. Oh, sorry.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, no, that's all right, I guess. Yeah, oh, I'm I made very that. sincere about it. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, you know, we've talked about recording on Saturday mornings and stuff like that, if we can manage it or, you know, I think the problem is, is that um, most of your work is coming through on the weekdays and then you might have some time off on the weekend to do it, whereas I'm the complete opposite. Yeah, literally. Like you know, I don't work as much during the week, but as soon as the weekend rolls around, that's all I'm working. So it's sort of just like if we can, if we can find a time slot there, we'll try and make it work. And if it doesn't work, then well, you know, we'll, we'll figure something else out. Yeah. What it also might mean
0: say if we make a uh,
1: a weekend work, we might actually record
0: a couple of episodes in that week a uh, weekend. So mm-hmm. then um, we can put up on a, maybe a slower news week or something. Um, obviously, not the week like say. Um, Age of Calamity drops. That's when we're gonna be talking all about that game. Absolutely, yeah. But like in other weeks we're gonna
1: try and um yeah, fill in use our time effectively. Yeah, I think um, you know, with with the upcoming schedules, I guess, line up. Uh, you've got, you know, Pokemon D L C Age of Calamity, Pikmin Three, but you know. Mm. If, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you've either played it or you're intending to play Pikmin 3 and, you know, I'm not sure we could sit here and talk about it, like, the whole <laughs> time personally, like, between the both of us. Sorry, Padge, we know. <laughs> but, you know, it, it, it is sort of um, maybe a missable week, for example, if, we, if we're struggling to sort of catch up. But it's stuff like maybe the Pokemon DLC and... Uh, Age of Calamity, I think that's kind of going to be a week where we figure something out and we have to do something.
0: Yeah, which we will.
1: Yeah. So this is like, like I was, I was telling you
0: before, Bryce, like this is like in amongst work and that, you know, work's work. It's, uh, it's what of it these. You got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's what it you got to pay the bills. But at the end of the day, this is what brings me like great joy putting this podcast up. Oh yeah. yeah. Um. You know, especially like even if like work is headache and that, it's it's just the perfect excuse to make you drag your ass over here and sit at
1: this table and fucking talk to me. Look. <laughs> it's it's the baby we made, all right? Like you know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Like we've we've had that for like such a long time now. We can't. It's been 10 years, believe it or not. <laughs> God, Jesus. No, not quite. Jesus. Yeah, that's a bit far, <laughs> don't you think? Uh,
2: you know? But
1: this podcast is older than my second child by nearly double. No, probably over double the time, right? Yeah. Mm. Mm. You got to keep it going to its eight. Uh, his 18th birthday? Yeah, Jesus Christ. Imagine <laughs> if we could manage that.
0: Yeah, that'd be impressive.
1: Especially yeah. if it's like it is now. <laughs> no, yeah, it's just the thing we do every week. You know, there, there's people that go down to the bar, play a round of eight ball every week, and then there's people that go to their sports clubs and go for training and all that stuff. And here we are sitting at a table talking about a fucking video game company. So <laughs> you know that that's that's what we get out of it. And I think like you know that's all that really matters. Yeah, it's
0: like at the pub or whatever. There's there's always the people there every weekend. that's their hobby, they're seeing their mates, yep. they're drinking their beers, they're watching their footy, they're putting bets on. And I'm just like, oh, you know. That's a lot of money to just it's, it's a lot of socialize. Money. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like, oh, I don't know if like every weekend you should be doing that, but it's up to you. But at the end of the day, this is, uh, people probably scoff at this too. Like you boys sit in front of a mic, you record a conversation and people listen to it. You're like, yes. Yeah. So it's like, why the hell would people listen to that?
1: <laughs> I guess so. But then I also look at them and I'm just like, you guys spend a couple hundred dollars every weekend on, Piss and betting and it doesn't last very long. I'm like, I could buy a couple of games every week, man, and stick them on my shelf. I'm like, sure, I might never get around to playing any of them, but they're at least they're permanent. Yeah. And with Game Pass on, say, Xbox, you can just do that even cheaper. Imagine if there was an
0: alternative, but for drinking. It's like, oh, instead of buying multiple pints of beer, I can just get a beer pass. and beer for, pass. For Each month I've got access to as many beers as I want. Oh, my God. <laughs> Imagine. Imagine. You can take that off of this, uh, Little Creatures. Do, like, Furfy Pass or something. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. <laughs>
2: uh, Furfy Pass. Yeah.
1: Wouldn't it be lovely?
2: And
0: actually, uh, speaking of beer, so last week on the episode, you brought us, uh, I forgot what brand it was, but it was like a tropical Car-G pale al- crush? crush. Um Crush. At the pub, they put on, uh, what was it? <sighs> Pirate Life. Pir- yeah, Pirate Life. Yeah, the, the, tri- the tropical pale ale. Mm-hmm. And uh, some of our friends were sitting there drinking it. I'm like, oh, I'll try it. So I just filled up a bit of a glass and had a try. And really refreshing. Absolutely. It's, it's so nice. Yeah. I've actually got one in the fridge. i got... Give them one. Oh, nice. Just one. I haven't had it. I've got to save it for a very special occasion. Oh, I'll work Friday, Saturday, so I'll try it then. See how it goes.
1: Yeah, it's really good. Yeah.
0: Because like, it, if it's a hot day, I could... I could uh, you know, have a couple. I
1: hear I hear a lot of great things about Pirate Life in general. I think the thing that just sort of scants me off Pirate Life mm. is that, like, they have so many different varieties, like Mosaic and stuff like that. But, um, you know, I guess I guess with some companies, I'm sort of just like, you look at their regular pal Island, it's just like, ah, oh, well, it must be shitting compared to these ones that are, like six dollars or you know whatever a a half a schooner or like some bullshit like that you know it it is it is sort of just like well i guess i just won't bother you know because if the if the premium tasting one that everybody's you know going about is like you know twelve dollars a can i'm like no good thanks Mm. because that's about i think that's a rough cost of how much uh mosaics worth through the drive-thru is about 12 bucks a can Whoa, that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a big can. It's a big can of beer, but like okay. it's it's still like over the price of like two spirit cans or something like that, which is a lot of a lot of money for a can of that beer. That is, yeah, a lot of money for a can of beer. Hmm. I guess. was uh, speaking of beers, because I, I I just remember
0: I was just about to say uh, last year when we were at PAX, we tried this great pale ale and I actually really enjoyed it. Mm. But then I, I remembered PAX originally in Melbourne, Australia, was meant to be this week or last weekend. Yeah, it was. Um, so I guess uh, let's just take a, a minute or two just to actually like, I guess, uh, reminisce on the last few years of PAX. So how many years have you gone to PAX for? Uh, two times now. Two times, yeah. I can't even remember when I... I might have been going for six or five years. I can't even remember. Um, I might have even went in 2013.
1: I, I think never, I did. I never really had much of a purpose before then before we started the podcast.
0: You didn't want to just go just for the, just to see the games and the flashing lights and stuff. Yeah.
1: I mean, there's novelty to it and stuff like that, but you know, when you, when you get to take the time off to do something like that and sort of just run around and stuff like that, to me, that's sort of just like, Oh, that's nice. I went and saw some stuff. I probably don't, (laughs) probably would, probably didn't need to dedicate a whole weekend there, but you know, sort of now that we have the social groups and um, you know, the podcast, obviously, to record for and all that stuff. I think, I think that is the, I don't know, I'm pretty much pretty sure I've always said it. That is like the drive for me going mm, yeah. mainly is sort of just catching up with people and doing stuff. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, I'm going to say my first year was 2013 because I remember um, Jacob and that going. I, I might have even been 20, right, let say 2014. They mm. might have, uh, yeah, it was 2014. So, yeah, I've been going for... Five years then, not bad. Um, and the the first time we went there, it was just such a mind blowing experience. Uh, we went to Avcon like many years before then, and uh, that was that was the convention we went to, and it was it was a big convention. But to, compared to PAX, it's like. Oh, it's minuscule. It's yeah, it's minuscule, and just the amount of video games there is just like tiny
1: compared to the amount of anime and that. It's a different crowd too, you know. Like yeah, yeah. I feel like um, when you turn up at PAX, um, like you can really feel the corporate energy. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Big time. Yeah, it's just marketing. Like, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna get oh, you to buy stuff. Yeah. You know, you're like, oh my god, you know, there's all these corporations around here. They all want to sell you stuff. Here's some previews of some games. Oh my god, this is big sort of thing. Whereas yeah. like Avcon, it's like the only company that ever turns up there in terms of like the big three is Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. It's which, literally the only one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause Avcon's much more of a, Hey, you want to come over and play some games? And it, that, that's literally what it started off as sort yeah. of like a bunch of friends at UniSA getting together and it sort of grew out into a convention where PAX is like, all right, all the companies come and sell you stuff, <laughs>
2: Yeah, <and laughs> which is, fun.
0: which is cool in its own right. But the first year we went, uh, a friend of the show, Seamus Mullins, he was uh, with us as, as well as, uh, Rolly Hupperts, who who's been on the show before, mm-hmm. and uh, Jacob, and a few a few of uh, other friends, and we ended up um, going to like after parties. Some like Seamus knew people in the industry through uh, some of the work he started doing in the games industry, doing the writing and all of that, and he, he got us like tickets to like this uh, dev party. And as a how I would have been like twenty years old, so as like a twenty year old, just like going from the country to the city, and like I'm literally like shaking hands with. Um, like shake hands, people say, yeah, you're you're John or Derek or whatever your name is, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah what do you say? They're like, what do you do? It's like, oh well, I'm I'm head of marketing for EA. And I'm like, yeah, and I ask what I'm doing because I'm at this dev party. And I'm like, yeah, I like games, I play games, <laughs> you know, because I'm what like what am I? I'm a farmer. So like, I'm I'm so sort of I've got to say out of my element, but I'm 100 percent in my element there. Um, but it's, it was just such a weird contrast, like I'm like meeting people who work for Activision, EA. PlayStation just like this whole industry just getting together for a party and there I am just trying trying to blend in I don't think I did but yeah sort of shaked hands with a few people so that 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 was like the first year was such like a bang in my head like it was just a huge experience mm. um and ye- like years going absolutely love it and but it sort of like has worn off it's just like the appeal of like you know the big lights the all the, all the show I guess yeah but uh what, what's, uh, what sort of rose in between that is just meeting people, meeting friends. Um, so it never really lost its appeal because I do love going just to meet everyone and yeah um, just like different communities. So we obviously got like the podcasting community there, lots of friends through that. And there's like friends like from like uh, uh, Aussie Nintendo back in the day, been keeping in touch with a lot of those guys. And we've even got friends there like Ash and uh, Tom, who we stayed with last year and had on the show, but they lost our audio file. Um. Yes. at the Audio-Technica booth. Ah, good PAX memories, that one. <laughs> Fucking brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. And we usually do record the uh, episode at the Audio-Technica booth and I was thinking like this week I would like to try and uh, replicate that with like guests and edit something together. But yeah, like we just discussed in the
1: last conversation. It is very busy. <laughs> very yeah. busy. I don't have the time. No.
0: And yeah. that, that's uh, something I forgot to touch on. Would love to have guests to sort of like... You know, whether it's filling the shoes for myself or Bryce if we can't make it up, but we just don't have the time and flexibility to Yeah, that's
1: right. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, that that is the thing is we talk about the solo episodes and stuff like that. And it's just like, oh, it feels like a perfect opportunity to fit in a guest. But because we're so chop and change right now, it, it is it is sort of you know, if we want to get an episode out for the week, we can't really afford any delays like on either end. So if it's sort of like, you know, something props up on my end or the guest is like, oh, shit, I've got to go to a dentist appointment at two now or, you know, something like that. It's just like, oh. I'm getting a wisdom tooth put back in. I'm too dumb. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, you know how many times
0: I've heard that? Like, uh, yeah, yeah, a bit a bit less wise this week, Drew. I'm like,
1: yeah, well, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I, I wasn't that wise before, so I'm definitely not wise now. No, yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is like, haha, you're so funny. Today's like the
0: first day too when I can actually like eat normal. So it's about a week and a half since I got him out. Yeah. And like today's like the first day where I'm like, don't have to like chew at the front like a little rabbit.
1: Welcome welcome <laughs> to the party, mate. I did that when I was a kid. It's. Yeah, I know, Bryce. You got it way worse than me too. I empathize with you, mate. I, do, I mate. empathize. I really do. Imagine being a kid and you're not being able to eat, eat lollies and shit, you know, for like two weeks. I oh, know, that would suck. It would fucking suck as a kid. Yeah, well, it sucks now. I like my lollies. Yeah.
3: On the
0: way home from, from work today, I literally have in my lunchbox a jar of Nutella <laughs> and I ate that with a spoon driving home <laughs> because uh, food makes me happy, all right? Just <laughs> <laughs> a jar of Nutella. Because you know how they have like, those little tiny like lunchbox satchels of Nutella? I, I was like, I was buying them, right? I'm just like, you know, they're like five dollars for like a a sheet of it, and like there I am at lunchtime. Like, you know, you get a bit of chocolate. It's nice. It just it's it's a nice hit to your head. It's you know, it's good stuff. Bit of dopamine but, for you. Yeah, and then I have like you know, end up having like three or four. I'm like, what are do just buy a jar? It's like way cheaper. So
1: as <laughs> <laughs> bad as Jason, Jason friggin' when I was oh, going it's so around, good. We're just going around and doing the uh, Foss machines, right? Like you know, he 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 he'd mentioned. At some point, that he just developed a habit of just like eating yogurt.
0: Yeah, okay, but yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, that's great and everything. It's except, except like the first day, like we were doing these Foss machines, he's just like, oh, I'll probably just get lunch from here. And he like went to the went to the dairy aisle, picked up an eight dollar tub of yogurt, and sat in the car and ate the whole tub. Of yogurt. <laughs> like, oh, one of those like later ones, like the friggin' expensive, like Devon Devon Dale or whatever the hell it is. Okay, like. With the like twist flavor and like all that, sh- and he just like ate all of it. And I'm like, how do you not get gut pains, man? Like, because <laughs> he eats that much yogurt, he's got a good, good digestive system. Good digestive system. I mean, maybe, but like, <laughs> don't you think maybe too much processed off milk would probably not be too good for your gut in one hit? I oh, know better than Nutella, <laughs> probably. But my point, you know, then that's that's yeah, I feel like anything in excess. And it is. It is pretty much the case. Anything in excess is not great for you. Even fruit. Like you eat. Like oh, yeah, yeah, Eat like six apples. You're gonna be like shitting. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's not. Good. If you if you just eat, eat uh, fruit, it's not good for your prostate.
2: Okay. <laughs> all, all right. All
0: that pass through. You know, it's not good. No, no. All right, let's move on. Yeah. So let's talk about some Nintendo, Bros. All right. So we don't. You know. We don't have a whole lot. Bryce has been playing uh, a lot more Genshin Impact. Yeah. yeah. He's got not not much to report. He spent eight grand on it so far. He's getting a bit bit addicted. Yeah, all right. Yeah. He's actually shaking that he's uh, not
1: playing it right now. No. No, I'm good. No. I'm good. I made it to the end of the story today. And now it's just farming for a while and doing some bosses and stuff. And, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Good game. Yeah.
0: Um... I actually completely forgot about this the other week, but I've played a bit of Mario Thirty Five, like everyone has, and uh, I noticed like everyone uh, everyone's like posting like a, a like a win. Um, compared to Tetris Ninety Nine, no one like I've never won Tetris Ninety Nine, and everyone's gotten way better now. So I'll probably never get a win in Tetris Ninety Nine, but it seems like a lot of people are having pretty good luck with Mario Thirty Five, and I think it like I think it's just. Uh, just because of, like, there's only 35 players compared to 99. There's just a lot better chance of getting there. And, like, the whole game is based around, like, if you're, like, in the last five, uh, all you need to do is, like, just stay alive. And if you know where the stars are and you can sort of work out where you are in the levels, you can sort of work it out. But it's a lot of fun. I'm really sad that they're going to be taking it away at the end of March next year. Because it's like, that is, like, like that. And Tetris ninety nine and say if they keep adding that type of thing, like retro games repurposed as a battle royale, and they just keep adding and having that as a part of the service, that'll be fantastic. Yeah. Like like take away the Mario 3D All Stars. So okay, okay, that is kind of silly. If if the product exists, you may as well sell it. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> that thing will sell like throughout the lifespan of the Switch. But like this one, especially Mario 35, it's just like just leave it there. I know like it's, it's like an online uh, game so you're always managing servers and that. Maybe it's not worth it for them but, uh, at, but I guess it, we are paying for those servers as well yeah, that's <laughs> with exactly our subscription. Right. Yeah. So.
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: and that's an argument you can make too. Like you're taking this away. I'm enjoying it. I'm paying for it. Can they you
1: just leave it? <laughs> can they you got just- t- they got Tetris 99 still sitting there. They haven't ripped that down or anything.
0: Nah, well, there's no uh, 35th anniversary for Tetris or 60th or whatever it's up to. <laughs>
1: like my point you know it is just, yeah. it's just it's just—it's—it's there just leave it there you know just it, leave it if, if people want to play it people will play it if they don't want to play it then you can take the service offline who cares Nintendo yeah who cares yeah but I'm definitely enjoying it I reckon you should give it a go Bryce if you're uh, oh look I, I will eventually I just haven't really thought about it I'll probably just download it for the catalogue in my Switch to be honest yeah even if it's like you know I can't <laughs> play it anymore just for the catalogue yeah literally. you got you got to embrace the catalogue yeah, you know, you're gonna open up the all software all software button, and then it's just there. You know, mm, yeah. <laughs> it's a
2: little,
1: little relic of history. It's kind of like um, the uh, the demo demos on the 3ds. You know, how you were sort of like, oh, you've only got limited plays of these. It's like, all right, I better not expend them all, so I can keep the logo there for.
2: <laughs> oh, I
0: hate that. I hate that with the demos. It's just like, all right, I've <laughs> so got to. Stupid.
1: Work. And like the Smash Bros one, it was like, all right, it's unlimited. You're like, wow.
0: Unlimited plays of oh a demo. Oh my
1: god. Ooh. What is this? Two thousand and two PlayStation demo disc? Wow. Oh Little do you know, if you actually went over a
0: thousand plays on that demo disc, your PlayStation will just blow up. Oh uh, yeah, didn't think of that one, did I? No. Yep. No one actually reached it that much, but yeah, I'm sure, some people
1: did. There's only so much, so many times you can play the same level of Dynasty Warriors too. You say that, but then you remember children exist, <laughs> and they can make fun out of anything. You know, you're not wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, like The Simpsons Hit and Run, like much, like, much like a lot of people play GTA and uh, just like open world games. But we had so much fun uh, just playing like this one level. It was like the second level in like the city landscape. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you did. You play Simpsons Hit and Run? Yeah. So in the second one, there was this water fountain. And Hans Moleman used to walk around uh, that area, and sort of the the water fountain was uh, basically a jump, so you can jump over and through the water and land on the other side. And there was a you could put cheats in the game. One of the cheats was uh, press uh, the horn to do like a big jump in your car. So what we used to do is it used to be myself, Adam, and Jordan huddled around my uh, mum's computer because that's where I played <laughs> played Hit and Run, and we would drive. Uh, we see, like, Hans Mole Man, and you will line up with the ramp. Like, all right, go, 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 and, like, spin the tyres. go, and we run up, and we get to we get to the fountain. We get Hans Mole Man. We hit him. We get him so he goes onto the bonnet of the car, and then we press the horn button, and we, like, launch Hans Mole Man. We, we just see how far we can go, and, like, we try and, like, <laughs> you know, make him glitch out the level and all this random stuff. Because, like, there was a lot of glitches in that game. If you use that horn jump, you could, like, break through the wall, and you just, like endlessly fall We've got to try and get it so Hans Moleman like goes out the level and he respawns like he's okay just fucking kill Hans Moleman <laughs> <laughs> it was funny too because it could have been any character in not like all the Simpsons but it just happened to be um, in this area where Hans Moleman was so there's lots of like these days we'll never do that we'll just play through the story and be like oh that was alright 7 out of 10 it was good whatever we'll talk about <laughs> it on the podcast <laughs> <laughs> too much water yeah. oh not enough water that was just one fountain where's all the fountains we would have had so much fun if there was more fountains in that level yeah yeah
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, so Mario 35.
1: Pretty fun. Wish they wouldn't take it away. They're going to though. There they are. <laughs> I just don't, yeah. I don't really get it, I suppose. They don't. I feel like. What was. I guess it's just kind of like. Inevitability. Mm. Like thinking about the eShop and stuff like that and the Wii Shop. You know, them getting shut down and all that. Kind of just inevitability, but in a smaller scale. It's just like, you know it's coming. Yeah. yeah. You know it's coming, and you're just like, why? You know? know, I haven't paid anything for it, like I probably did on the Wii Shop, but it's like, come on, guys. Just, why? Mm. Why? (laughs) Why? At least let us be able to, like, re-download it and, you know, just play it.
0: Yeah. I mean, how much of an uproar do you like? A lot of people are like, oh, this is bullshit, but they're making you pay i well, not pay for it, but they're, they're uh, taking it away. They're sort of doing that um, forced, uh scarity uh, thing. So like, oh, I have to buy it right now um, before the financial year ends.
1: Like there's, you know,
0: it's, it's sort of a pain in the bum. Oh, but imagine
1: well, I wouldn't bought two copies of All-Stars 3D for that reason. <laughs> but imagine
0: shit. if you bought a physical copy and come the end of March. It just doesn't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work or you just get a knock on your door. There's two men in suits like, <laughs> hand us over the copy of 3D All-Stars. Thank you very we- much.
1: We would like
0: to procure. We would like to take your video game away from you. <laughs> like, no. We
1: <laughs> Hot- would like to play. It's <laughs> like, honey, they're
0: And you like, they just, your wife just bursts out the, the garage and the car drives off. <laughs> like, take it with you. Make it be safe. And they just shoot you. And then there's a whole uh, saga of them trying to catch your wife with your video
1: game, trying yeah, to keep it t- safe. turn it into t- a TV show. That'd be great. <laughs> But yeah, um, no. I I bought a digital copy and a physical copy because I'm like, at the end of the day, I'm like, what happens when the eShop shuts down I can't re-download it? Or, you know, I want to play this, but, you know, I can't do it without a physical copy and I'm like, pick up like a Retron or something of the equivalent that'll come out eventually for the Switch. It's just like, I think I better buy both and just make sure the the physical copy remains as untouched as possible so that I've always got it,
2: mm.
1: you know. It's going to be the most convenient way to play these games, so... Yeah. And, yeah, surely enough it is.
2: Yeah.
3: Actually, I
0: was, I've been thinking about physical games lately because, like, all my life I've been, like, really, uh, I guess, obsessed with, like, having a physical collection and everything and uh, since the Switch came out, I've been, like, very digital-focused and I think a lot of people are just like... Hey, like, a lot of our listeners are like, how are you just going digital, I love my game cases too much and all that. And when people say that, I'm like, I can relate. I was there and I still am. It took a, a big shift for me to be like, all right, I'm going digital for this. And I was I've actually, I was going through like uh, some of my uh, PlayStation and Xbox games to uh, trade in or get rid of to uh, go towards the um, next-gen systems. Mm-hmm. And like going through some of them, it actually like – not the Nintendo stuff because I've got like heaps of 3DS and DS and Wii games and all that. But just like on the PlayStation Xbox side, it's like my physical games actually like give me like that tiny bit of uh, anxiety where it's just like I've just got random stuff that I don't necessarily want where it's just like taking up room. Mm. And it, it kind of felt weird. I've never felt that before. But have you, do you, have you ever felt that or is that?
1: Never really had too much of a problem to be honest. Yeah, because
0: I've just got like all this. Uh, it just feels like clutter. To the, me now.
1: The thing, the thing is, is if I'm not adamant about keeping a physical collection of something, I never have. So, like, you know, whether it be Xbox 360 games, PS4, or whatever, always, always sort of kept my library that's in my house under 10 games.
0: Mm, yeah, because you were more of a trade-in for the next. Thing type of person, yeah. whereas I'm a,
2: more of a hoarder. Why
1: not? If I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, not going to play it again, like, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: But I'm, I'm a bit opposite on that with Switch because I've just kind of like, I love the software that's coming out on this console and I would like to keep a backlog of it. So I've just kept pretty much every game except maybe a couple where I'm like, mm, and that includes ARMS, even though I actually like ARMS like a decent amount, but I just didn't see it going anywhere. So it was kind of like,
2: mm. yeah.
1: yeah. You would have been just keeping it, just would look on your shelf and go, oh, yes arms that's game That game i'm going to totally play again you know that's why it was there so i sort of, I sort of just went, mm. you know i'll I'll pass it off so i can get the next thing or whatever and at the time like it was just the most convenient thing to sort of uh, that has been heroes oh, okay yeah because you got that i got that for free yeah because i pre-ordered the EB games but to be completely honest with you what a great game yeah <laughs>
0: how much you so you got it for free from eB games you traded it back to eB games do you remember how much you got
1: about twenty bucks really yeah. wow that's not too bad considering yeah. you does it they gave it to you yeah that's right they gave it to me for free and I got twenty bucks back out of it and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> okay
2: yeah cool
1: but yeah so um no i i I mean I don't really get it um and with the switch collection I doubt I will uh only because again I, I sort of look at it and I'm kind of hoping that like I'm sure they will, because you know, there's there's always so, sort of something that'll try to keep a backlog of anything that's not too over the top. I guess, mm. like maybe the Wii or something like that's probably a bit a bit over the top to try and keep like a like a Retron equivalent sort of in the background of or what, whatever have you. Mm. But I feel like something like the Switch wouldn't be too bad as long as they can sort of replicate the uh, cartridge thing. Which yeah yeah you know yeah. that they, they've managed plenty of times on previous consoles. Um and you know obviously you can't take those cartridges and apply them to just like a PC or something like that without having to have like a backup reader and do all that and stuff like that. So there's going to be a demand in the future for sort of like yeah, a backwards that, that
0: retro stuff. It always it always makes me think like if there's one for like uh, obviously S or oh, SNES or whatever. Yeah. How does Nintendo not step in and go, Oi, really? You can't do that. Is that what what makes them what makes it legal um, that's, that's a good question I'd love
1: answered I've never looked into it my I, I do think it's got to sort of like come down to like patents and stuff like that like it's as sort of like unique to whatever as it is it's sort of like uh, once companies sort of lose the foothold with their proprietary mm. hardware in that thing you know they're not going to renew the license on it there's no point. Because if they renew the license on it, then they're just wasting money because they're not even selling the console anymore. So they just drop it and they're like, all right, it's done now, whatever have you. And then that's when these aftermarket companies come in and go, all right, mm. we can make a bit of a quick buck out of the retro collectors out there or whatever you want to call them.
0: Yeah. And- so it makes sense with like the, the cartridge-based systems. I wonder when they'll start making like, say, disk-based systems. from I don't like- think they ever will.
1: Yeah. So because obviously disks will always be... They'll always be supported somewhere, yeah. And that's the thing. Um, that's that, that's why I'm mm. not fussed about keeping a Switch collection, because for the last until since since the Nintendo sixty four, you know, we haven't had a cartridge based system that's not like a handheld or whatever. And mm, yeah, we we all know that you know those are very easily replicated and emulated quite well. Um, you do have systems that are slowly going back and doing the cartridge. Uh, cartridge families like obviously the GBA with you what was it called again that you tried to buy and it was fucking oh, the analog pocket yeah the analog pocket I actually haven't talked about that on the show oh god I was broken I actually think you have talked about it on the show and you are very infuriated about it because it sold out in like 10 minutes and you were salty oh and you god had a, I was you salty had a, you had to complain about it on the show oh, I can't remember I'm, but... pr- I'm pretty sure you did yeah, oh god I was salty anyway um yeah so that that sort of <laughs> it, it, stuff like that's back cataloging you know stuff like Game Boy Advance games whatever Um, and, uh, you know, whatever can, whatever you can plug an adapter into essentially. Um, and you know, that's, that's going to keep going forward with cartridge based systems, whether it be like the DS or something, you know, um, as, as time goes on, because eventually there are going to be people that just want easy access to this game without having to use an emulator and a controller or, you know, what have you. And um, it'll be the same for the Switch eventually as well. So, yeah, having. Yeah,
0: you're right. You're like, you, I never really thought about it at all, but you're probably all right. Like, this systems are. This systems are fine because off, you can off, just emulate them. Yeah, yeah, but like they're sort of off limits because that technology is, you know, supported throughout the generations. And, like, mm. on the PlayStation side, oh, I guess not with PS5 because that doesn't have any backwards compatibility, but say Xbox, you know, that supports games back to the original Xbox. And yeah, that's right. Yeah. All that. So, yeah, in 10 years or 15 years, we might actually see. Like when Switch is a quote unquote retro console, however you however you view retro, whether it's ten years plus or yeah. whatever, um, yeah, we might actually see something like
1: that. As long as that's it's on, cool. a, as long as it's on a proprietary cartridge, it will get it will get an aftermarket thing to support it. That's just the way I see it. Hmm. Um, because if, if you look at all again the Retron and all that, and the Analog Pocket and all that, then that's what they're made for is um, replicating a similar experience as to what they're actually meant for um the same will be done analog will probably do a ds you know let's be real um just be like here's the ds pocket um or here's the that would be very popular (laughs) oh yeah shit yeah (laughs) that'd be so awesome and it'll have backwards compatibility with like you know just about everything that the analog pocket does plus ds games you know or and 3ds games for that matter because eventually Mm. that'll happen too um and that's the thing is that Eventually, that's going to have to carry all the way up into Switch. And considering how popular the analog pocket has got, like, right off the market, that's only a demand for them to keep going and constantly keep doing these things. Yeah. I could not believe how quickly that thing sold out. Oh, yeah, it went quick. Because that's, again, it it is something that was needed. I know, but
0: I just wished I had more.
1: (laughs) Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: It sold out in two minutes. I, I put my order in as quick as I could and it was gone. Yeah, yeah. And it's heartbreaking because I was really looking forward to that thing. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's, that's just it is that at the end of the day, uh, there's only so much refurbishing you can do to old consoles before they're yeah. sort of obsolete and you can't do much with them anymore. And that's where the stuff like the analog pocket comes in. So just, it'll, it'll come through for the switch and it'll happen. So I'll keep a back catalog of those games and I'm always going to have those games to play then. And um, I don't, You know, I could go online and you know, emulate a PS4 game in 2060, but I'm not going to be able to, you know, probably back catalog that in the same experience that I can as Switch, you know, playing it on like a handheld console and like sort of going around. I got these all these original cartridges, you know, Hmm. it's yeah, it's just how it is, I guess.
0: So you're sitting here just like, all right, when's it coming out? It's like you got a 20 20 year. Or fifteen year, just count down, waiting for this uh, retro switch to come out. No,
1: oh, I'd be keen for it.
0: Yeah, no, I would be too. Yeah,
1: and I think it's you know, what was it? There was like a this this show is really already talk, turning into a ramble. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was it? Uh, oh, God. when 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 they were talking about All Stars and like people were talking about All Stars and you know Mario thirty five and anything that's time limited, like people are really starting to be like. Um, how do we preserve game history if they're cutting limits like this? It's like, I get, they're like, yeah, we get it. You know, it's a tradition in Japan to have a limited release of something, whether it be like a digital media or whatever have you for anniversaries and stuff like that. And they're kind of just like, but why is that a thing? Mm. Like this is console history right here and we're losing it um, just by being gated by this stuff. Um, a lot of the Nintendo leaks are saying saying things about that as well when the Giga leak happened they were like this is all video game history it's like some of it might be bad shit but it's all <laughs> video game history and it's kind of important that we sort of keep a documentation of it and people fervently did yeah. you know and they've, they've kept like just about everything that they ripped out of that Giga leak and it has become it, that was huge for gaming history because it showed all the weird shit that happened like Friggin' Peach and Bowser naked in a hotel room and Toad smoking a cigarette and a weird lanky Yoshi for the (laughs) old Sprite. Just shit like that, you know? It was just, like, really strange. And um, video game history, when it comes to physical or digital media, really, it is is a shame that stuff like Mario 35 is just going to go away. And with physical media, the only hope for physical media is that you get aftermarkets like retron step in
0: yeah it is interesting especially on the digital front and especially if there's something like an online game there's like multiple games that have like shut down and you know you'll never be able to play again And the closest thing you'll have to sort of preserving it is just recording gameplay or having let's plays and looking back on maybe reviews and all that type of thing that's probably the closest to be able to get to it, unless someone actually like Gets the game and modifies it so it can be played locally or something. I'm just saying, good
1: luck with your digital collection.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> just a long wind of things like you're fucked. <laughs> you know, that's
1: yeah, that's right. Like at the at the end of it, it's just like uh, I can I can understand why you did it, but at the same time, I'm looking at it and I'm just like, man, I would not want to be in your position in ten years' time when they decide to shut that shit down and you won't be able to re-download it because you know they have the option to just take that like. I, I think I think something that I learned from um, Steam was that a lot of people were just like, you know, they, they, there was like a subgroup of people that are just like, you guys are idiots for buying digital because you do realize that means that you don't even really own that copy. And that is the truth. At the end of the day, you don't. You know, they can take that away from you and the right to download that away from you whenever they so please. Yeah, they can be like, hey. Not playing this anymore, mate. You're not playing this anymore because okay. we're not making it physical. download. we're not making it available to download. You paid for your experience. You might not have even played some of those games by the time the service goes down. <laughs> Probably not. You know, <laughs> and that's the way you got to look at it. But you know, at least you know what I'm buying in digital is sort of just indie games, and I know that I can access them on other places. But as for actual first-party Nintendo games and stuff like that, if they ever shut down the Switches online service, and I can't access them anymore. Mm. Or, they still got physical copies. Yeah. Well, for a few of the games
0: I really do like, I actually do have the physical edition. Like yeah. Pokemon, yeah. Animal Crossing, um, right. Mario. Like I've got like a few of them. And I like I, I understand this. I've you know we've we've seen the Wii shop shut down. We're gonna be we saw the 3DS uh, eShop like shutting down in certain countries. It's only a matter of time. The production has ended um, for that console. Um, That's gonna
1: be sad when that shuts down.
0: Yeah. Like the, the Wii U won't be long after that. I dare say. It's already kind of weird, but it's still there,
1: to be that's, honest. That's even kind of sadder, really, because honestly, you know, that game is such a good backwards machine.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's an amazing sort of backwards compatibility. It's a, It's got like a, a DS and Game Boy Advance virtual console.
2: Yeah. No, Where no, no. the
0: hell is that on Switch or even, I don't know, the
1: 3DS? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Game Boy Advance.
0: Such DS, a weird place to put it.
1: Game Boy Advance, DS, GameCube, Wii.
2: Yeah,
0: no, sixty
1: four SNES, SNES. snaz.
0: It was a great backwards compatible machine, and like
1: you know, it it needed that
0: (laughs) just to fill up some um, gaming time on it. But
1: what I'm saying, what I'm saying in terms of that is, uh, people who care. If you never gave a shit about the Wii U, fair enough. But while they're cheap, I'd probably go and pick one up. Yeah, they are stupid cheap. They are stupid cheap and they are really good backwards machines. A pre-owned basic
0: edition, which was the white one with 8 gig memory. How delicious. Mm. Uh, Is uh, 98 bucks. But keep in
1: mind mind you can connect a portable hard drive to that too.
0: Yeah, you're going to have to if you want to download.
1: which, Which is good. But like the thing is, is at the end of the day, you pay that 98 bucks. And if you want something that's sort of like a retro player on your TV, those things are going to be the best modable machine. <laughs> yeah. Because we already know they support literally everything, like all the way up until maybe except 3DS, for obvious reasons. But they support, you know, anywhere from the NES to the DS or uh to the Wii, you know, sort of thing. It's weird it supports yeah. portable consoles. I though. went I
0: went like I I was telling you about this the other day, but I went down a rabbit hole of, of Wii U modding. Because um, I'm like, well, it'd be cool to have like a, a Nintendo box under the TV which has everything. Yeah, it just does things. apart from um, Nintendo and Super Nintendo, like I really don't have that option on Switch. No, 64. Um, you got Mario Sunshine, but that's, that's it. Then like, there's just no option for the other games. So I'm like, what if I mod my Wii and just like load it with everything? And I, I kind of, I, I literally went down this rabbit hole for like to like two o'clock in the morning. I was just like learning how to do it and everything. And I sort of like decided like, oh not right now. I'm not going to do it right now, but uh it's got like amazing compatibility just with every like every Nintendo system, even um PlayStation like the original PlayStation, the Sega consoles. It's just like you can put everything on it. Yeah. And you can play it all on the gamepad. Yep. So if you wanted to sit on your couch and play stuff, whether you think the
1: gamepads good piece or of, bad, it's a shit which it kind of is, I'm not going to lie, but yes. <laughs> but yeah.
0: Look, I don't think it's as I honestly don't think it's as bad as people say. I don't think it's good. But I don't think it's like, everyone's no, like, I don't know, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Look, like, yeah. I'm not it, say, I'm not saying it's like amazing. It does, it does feel like cheap plastic. It does feel like cheap plastic. Not that, not that other, other stuff doesn't, but when it's the main selling point of your console, it really probably should not feel like cheap plastic. It is the yeah. You know, yeah, definitely not. Yeah. And that, and that is its problem.
0: Cause it was meant to be like a, you know, a luxury
1: ultimate controller. Yeah. Cause it was like the Swiss army knife of controllers. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it could do literally so, so much shit. So like, I just
0: want to stab someone. That's all I want this knife for. I don't want to lose it.
1: You play games on it. You control your Sony TV with it, which is even weirder than anything else. Yeah, it's you really know. weird because it had functionality as a TV remote, which was really useful when you're just holding the gamepad and you just like
0: press the TV button, go to the channel you want, turn the volume to the appropriate level, you're done. And uh, yeah, the other day, I actually didn't have um, any batteries in my remote. So I was controlling the PlayStation with the remote, because I can control my um, the PS4 with my TV remote. Yeah. So yeah, just I was going scrolling through the menu with a Wii U gamepad. We're mm. we in the future, price. We are in the or future. in the past. I don't know yeah. what you yeah, what put yeah, no, no, add. It
1: depends on what you call the call the Wii U gamepad. Uh, Trash. <laughs> <laughs> the sad past. <laughs> <laughs> the bad timeline where Link dies. Yeah. <laughs> damn. Yeah. Damn. Ouch. How far are we into this, Drew? I think it's probably time we actually start talking about things. Forty-three minutes. Jesus. Yeah, we should probably talk. We're we gonna. Le- okay. There's a couple of news. There's a couple of news points this week, right? There's a couple of news points this week. I think we'll just dash over them like stupid fast, because there's there's one sort of bigger one, which is you know regarding a company. Yeah, we'll talk about that real quick. Right. And then the rest of them will just be like, "All right, here's the news," and then quickly talk about, you know, the upcoming stuff because we've just rambled on about bullshit for the last forty-five minutes. Uh, I hope All it was right. somewhat amusing. Oh, I'm sure it was amusing. Oh, surely the the lesson learned the lesson learned behind that beyond that whole conversation was, guys, if you haven't got a Wii, you buy one, which is funny to say in 2020. But it is a good backwards compatibility machine. Make sure you mod it, though. That's what we're basically yeah, oh, getting at. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. If you buy it when it's cheap, it's $100. You get a $100 machine under your TV that plays literally anything you want. Especially if it's backwards compatibility Nintendo. Even DS games, for fuck's sake.
0: Like, <laughs> you can play WarioWare Touched on the TV. You can it, play WarioWare
1: Touched. You can play Mario Kart DS.
0: Which I actually... Bought like straight away, Mike. That's one of my favorite games on DS. Oh, my God. I'm playing that. <laughs> so there I am playing Mario Kart DS. The bottom screen is on my gamepad and uh, like the top screen is on the TV. And it's just blown up on a 55-inch <laughs> TV. And it just like, looks disgusting, but I loved it so much. <laughs>
1: yeah, but it's still like that's yeah. that's something unique. You can't really get anywhere else. <laughs> So it's just something like hundred like, bucks, guys. Hundred sc- bucks. The screen's like I don't know, as big as your fist. Not even as big. It's like <laughs> on this on this massive TV in HD. Yeah. So like, oh, guys, yeah, I'm telling you, you know, it's it's the experiences like that you'd never get back to <laughs> without a Wii U. <laughs> without a Wii U, you know, it's got a yeah, just blown up Mario Kart DS. <laughs>
0: That's what you need. All right, Bryce, let's jump into yeah, the news, news, my friend. Woo hoo! Yeah, yeah. Mm.
2: <laughs> Woo-hoo!
3: yeah! Beaker, beaker. is that all? I buy a you, my friends. Friends. My body is still you said
1: I fight for my friends. I said, Buy a warrior you. Yeah, what did you say? I still can't understand. I said, Buy a you. i oh, buy a you. I thought it was what? The? <laughs> I didn't expect it, that <laughs> yeah, no, buy a you. Buy a you. Yeah, I'm trying to like see sub a sub uh, subatomic hypnotizing, you know, oh, using uh, Ike's, Ike's place in the queue. I wonder, though, because this is a Nintendo podcast, a lot of hardcore Nintendo fans might have a Wii U. I mean, they might. But here's the thing. that console still sold, plugged in. That console sold atrociously, so you can't tell me. No. No. no, no, no I'm not, I, I, I won't tell you, bros. Good. Good.
0: we got more listeners than actually you know, purchased a Wii U. That's, that's how poorly the Wii U done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, audience is bigger. That's pretty sad. Oh, no. I wish it was, actually. Pretty big. You're doing a violin action. That sounds like a whistle. You're playing a flute, not a violin.
2: Well, yeah.
0: All right, let's jump in the news, Bryce. Oh, so this, this is from Nintendo Enthusiast, and the article is, uh, Level 5 has reportedly halted nearby, uh, uh, nearly all operations in North America. Mm-hmm. And the article reads, uh, Level 5 International America and spin-off office Level 5 Abbey and the arms of Japanese developer Level 5 operating in North America have all but ceased operations according to Biz. Uh, level 5 is the developer of Professor Layton, Nino Cooney, and Yokai Watch, among other franchises, and these North American officers reportedly begun winding down operations in mid-2019. Uh, the majority of all staff at both locations is said to be laid off, with 10 being let go at Abbey in August 2019, and roughly about the same amount being let go at International America. Uh, level 5 Abbey COO and the head of... Abbey Operations uh, Yukara reportedly left the company earlier this year but has not changed their LinkedIn to reflect this or responded to GamesIndustry.biz's request for comment. Uh, es- <laughs> Is that the pen off? Anyway, <laughs> you <get the> <laughs> uh, Essentially, Skeleton crews have been maintaining uh, North American operations as business... Uh, cons- uh, consala- cons- oh, I can't get it out... Uh, consolidation occurs between the Japanese office and international advertising and branding uh, company uh, Densu. Uh, what this actually means for Level 5 in North America is not yet certain. While one of GameIndustry.biz's sources uh, suggested that there are currently no concrete plans for any more Level 5 games to be released outside of Japan, it is probably too Oof. early to entertain such doomsday scenarios. Yokai Watch 4 is uh, currently still planned to release in the West, though we have heard nothing substantial about that since last year. The company did uh, last launch Snack World, the Dungeon Crawl gold, on Nintendo Switch this February. Taking a glimpse at International America's website, it suggests that North American uh, operations began full in 2011, with the hopes of creating games in both Japan and North America to cater to both markets. Uh, end of the story. So yeah, this was a big one. So I saw this today just by looking at, just seeing on Twitter. And I was like, wow, because that is a you know a big. Well, it's not really big, but it's just like they've made some really uh, prominent games in in the industry,
1: especially Layton. Mm. You know, obviously Nino Cooney and you know, Yoko I Watch as well. But like, just I think close to home is you know Leighton because I always hear people talking about Leighton, Professor Leighton. I want a Professor Layton game. I want I want one now. Give me a Professor Layton game. <laughs> Here you are, sir. One Professor Layton game just for you. Thank you. But my point, my point still stands. You know, um, I, for for years, like I've never personally ever been invested in it, but I've always heard people wanting Layton, Layton, Layton. Layton. Yeah, well, Professor Layton is a, it pretty much was a uh, Nintendo
0: exclusive starting yeah.
1: on DS. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, and uh. You know, Nino Cooney obviously did extremely well when it came out, Um, and then it got a sequel follow-up. I think I played like ten minutes of Nino Cooney ever, and it was on a Switch Lite at Pax. Oh yeah, yep. And that's the only time I've ever played Nino Cooney, so I don't hold much attachment for that. And as for Yo Kai Watch, I feel like I thought I thought Yo Kai Watch would honestly keep the company afloat, but at the same time, it was trying to do. What Pokemon was doing for a younger, but for a newer generation, yeah. And I feel like that kind of thing just doesn't really stick anymore.
0: It's a bit of a flash in the pan, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm. Because at the end of the day, the problem is, is that the times have changed, and most kids like it doesn't matter if you like, it doesn't matter if they're like six or sixteen. They're all playing fucking Fortnite, or you know, it's something along the lines of that. Times have just changed, and kids aren't interested in that anymore. Yeah, and like it was
0: huge in Japan, but it
1: came here and it was just fine. Yeah, no, it it was yeah because like you said, it was like a flash in the pan, you know, because all the kids are playing Fortnite and shit nowadays. That's all they give a shit about.
0: Just like about level five, like you look at like their huge, I guess, heavy hitters. Obviously, Professor Layton was huge on DS and then 3DS, and that there was a uh, there was a game on Switch, which was um, also on mobile, I believe, with um, I guess was it Professor Layton's niece. That only just came out recently, but yeah. like that story—not that story—that franchise hasn't been that prominent maybe the last three, five years. Like yeah. it's been a while.
1: Always it's, people asking me.
0: Yeah, Nino Cooney came out on PlayStation Three like in 2011. That was that's a long time ago now. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like when I think about um, Nino Cooney, it really doesn't feel that old.
1: But you know, it's getting to like a decade old. It's got a lot of Ghibli vibes, which I think is what most people wanted mm. out of that game. Yeah. Well, Ghibli,
0: like Studio Ghibli, animated the first game.
1: No, oh, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, you know what I mean? That's exactly what they wanted. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. That's what they wanted from it. They're like, like oh, I love some Ghibli. Personally,
0: Ninokuni for me is a game on my Switch where I've got it on the wish list. I'm just waiting for it to come down to like a pretty cheap price. Yeah, because it's already so many years old now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so probably at the back of my head, I'm also like, oh, I'm not going to get to this,
1: but I want it. <laughs> probably, yeah. yeah. And there's a lot of games I have like that. It's like, ah. Oh. Am I gonna play it? No. Do I want it? Yes. It's like Monster Hunter. I'm like, I'm like, I really need to pop. Like, I know I've been thinking about it recently. I'm like, I need to, I need to jump into Monster Hunter again. Like, Monster Hunter World just had its last update. Uh, I've got Generation's Ultimate on the Switch. I need to play. And like, Rise is coming out soon. I'm like, I really want to play Rise because that looks fucking awesome. So I'm many like, monsters to hunt. kill, but so little time. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, yeah. My point, my point stands. Yeah.
0: So. You'd think this is just closing down the American operations or the Western operations because these, I guess, games aren't selling or meeting their expectations in the West. Probably not. We're getting, yeah, we don't actually have like a reason, but that's what's coming out. So
1: That's what it seems to be. I
0: guess just to wrap this up, like, you know, it is sad, but at the end of the day, when's the last time you've bought a level five game?
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way you got to look at it. If you're one of the people complaining and you haven't been buying level five games, well... There's your answer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I'm like, oh, that sucks. But when's the last time I spoke with my money and bought something from yeah, them?
1: That's right. So, exactly, yeah. Yeah.
0: It might be on them too. Maybe they need to make more appealing stuff. I don't know.
1: You know, there's always, there's always you know, margin for error with companies. I mean, look what happened with Telltale. That was pretty much them sinking their own ship. Mm. Like, let's take on too many projects at once that we can't handle. Yeah, and not fix their engine that runs the games. And Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just glad somebody else picked up Wolf Among Us too, Because Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was waiting for that sequel since how long? When did it come out? Like 2013? Yeah. Something like that. I'm like, holy shit, it's been seven years. I was actually really getting into it. And it, there has been nothing until it was said to like, oh, yeah, you know, somebody else has picked it up. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh Jesus my God. Christ. It took seven years. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, well, fingers crossed that actually turns into something.
0: So something really quick as well, just from the Nintendo Enthusiast. Uh, This is just uh, maybe something that might be coming here, just to keep in mind if you're looking to buy a Joy-Con soon. So the article is, uh, individual Switch Joy-Con receiving permanent price cuts in Japan. So in Nintendo land, (laughs) uh, hardware price cuts are any kind of a rare sight. However, in Japan, Nintendo will be permanently reducing the price of individual Nintendo Switch Joy-Cons starting November 6th. Prices of individual Switch Joy-Con, uh, whether left or right, will be reduced to four thousand four hundred and eighty yen, um, to three thousand seven hundred and forty yen. So it's going from forty two US dollars to thirty five uh, US dollars. Um, so no price and change. They've been uh, internationally announced, but who knows? It'd be kind of I don't know if they're like overpriced in Japan, maybe to start off with. So then it's just maybe bringing it down to what they'll be paying. Um, but just, you know, if you're looking for a second pair of Joy-Cons, maybe just uh, keep an eye out. See if there's actually a price drop. interesting inter- they expensive.
1: Interesting that, like, of all the things, they're just dropping the price of individual Joy-Con.
0: Yeah, so it's not the actual two packs as yeah. well. Which is strange. Which, um. So, what else we have got in the article here? So, no pricing changes have been announced internationally. Blah 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 blah. In the United States, you're probably just buying it used from the likes of GameStop, which sells them um, for thirty-five US dollars. Otherwise, typical bunch of JoyCons for left and right together it remains unchanged, both in Japan and abroad. Mm-hmm. And it co- it costs eighty American dollars, whereas here it's about one hundred and twenty bucks. One hundred and ten. One hundred and ten. Okay.
1: 110. Haven't bought a pair of Joy-Cons for <coughs> almost four I've, years. I've been meaning to pick up an orange and purple set. I'll just never get around to it.
0: They still got them out there?
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: They're, yeah. they're one of the permanent additions now.
0: Gotcha. So, yeah. That's, yeah. The thing, that's the thing with like Switch accessories. On day one, I bought my Pro, Pro Controller and extra set of Joy-Cons and I literally have not looked at them since. Because <laughs> I haven't had to, I guess. So I'm sort of out of touch of like didn't what you this buy, stuff costs. Didn't you buy the yellow ones? No. Nah, definitely did not.
3: the fuck bought the yellow
1: ones wasn't me wasn't wasn't me I didn't like them that much so fair enough yeah oh yeah no definitely not me man (laughs) I want the orange and purple that's all I gotta say
0: so uh, also from Nintendo Enthusiast just uh, catching everyone up on what's going on with Metroid Prime 4 so retro (laughs) retro studios hiring product testers and a storyboard artist so the announcement of Metroid Prime 4 feels like a decade decades old event and we're still none the wise of how the game looks. In the years since its reveal, uh, subsequent cancelled uh, slash new start uh, under development Retro Studios, we've reported on a multiple job roles looking to be filled at Retro Studios, some of which have yet to be filled over a year later. However, in the past couple of weeks, the studio has added even more to its job listings. Chief among them are product testing roles on a contract basis. While it seems like... There is still a lot of development to do on Metro Prime Four. Uh, product testing, at least, uh, etudes, alludes to something playable, presuming the testing roles are for that game. Whether these contractors are acquired immediately, and uh, Retro might soon be ready to throw uh, to show off a build of something. Uh, one less encouraging job listing is for a, a contract storyboard artist. Less encouraging since uh, that. Uh, that's a skill set you might expect to come into play early in games development. Again, this presumes the role of Metroid Prime Four uh, development. So they're still building the team. So if you think they've all got it together and the game's uh, midway through development, I'd probably say no.
1: <laughs> no, it definitely isn't. <laughs> Anything you want to quickly put onto this? Uh, a bit worried about the game's future in some aspects, but I'm not going to... Sort of count my chickens yet.
0: Yeah, yeah. The game's got a lot of time to cook away.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Yeah. but it is. Yeah, it is interesting. Probably be a launch title for the next console at this point. It seems like it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think it's happening for the switch. It'll be
0: like it'll be the swan song or a launch title or a cross generation game.
1: Yeah, I don't think it'd be a swan song. I think it'd be next. Yeah, it's too late. It's too late. It's far gone. It's too far gone. It's way too far gone. Seems like that, but maybe
0: the people there, maybe the testers are so efficient in testing, getting all the bugs out. So, oh, well, we finished it a lot quicker than usual. Thanks, testers. Nah, no. No, of course not. Yeah, no, I'm, just, no, I know. I'm just joking. No, 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 no. And just to wrap things up for the news. So Uniqlo's uh, Super Mario 35th anniversary shirts are now available in Australia. Yes. And I just wanted to bring this up because a couple of years ago when I went to... Uh, packs. I went to the Uniqlo store and they had an awesome Nintendo range and I bought like five shirts. And I actually, this was like the day after packs. I actually ran into Luke, um, obviously one of our listeners to the show, um, just like randomly there buying shirts as well. That's what was really funny. Like, <laughs> so, hi. <laughs> hey, it's good seeing him again. It's like, oh, you've got a wonderful taste in fashion. Oh, well, yes, you do too. Well, we <laughs> buying like the same shirts. So earlier this year, uh, which really sets... <laughs> Sets uh, several lifetimes ago. It does. It does feel like a lifetime ago. It's earlier this year. Uh, Uniqlo uh, announced a range of Super Mario 35th anniversary shirts. At the time, they're only available in the UK, but now they're coming to Australia. But it doesn't uh, look like we've got all the designs for everyone else did. But there's still a bunch of them. You can check them out on Uniqlo's website, which I will link in the show notes if you want to check out the designs. But just looking through these, Bryce, we're gonna have a quick look on my iPad. So anything here that grabs your eye, which you're like, mm, I'm going to buy that shirt. looks delicious.
2: Right.
1: <sighs> so, let, let me let me have a squeeze, mate. Right? I'll let you have a
0: squeeze. Let
1: me have a squeeze. Here. There's
0: some pretty cool ones. This is like the, the timeline of uh, Mario from 8-bit to current generation
1: on Mario Odyssey. Yeah, you know, I think I, think I could probably like avoid that one. Yeah, that's a bit. It's like- a bit tacky. Yeah, because like the video game ones, I really like. like. I've got the white
0: one, and all it is is Mario coming from a warp pipe as the pocket. Ah, uh, yeah, that's like, good one. Like, it's just like a, real, it's, it's, a it's a nice looking shirt. But it's just like a really, um, but and I've also got this uh, red one, which has like the eight bit Mario sort of like across it, mm-hmm. and like you can't actually like see, but it's a a Mario shirt. Yeah, unless like you look at it closely, because. <laughs> I think I said to, I, was, I was wearing it um, at my mum's place, and she she saw it. I'm like, "Oh, this is this is my Mario shirt." She's like, "How's it Mario?" Because it's red. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, well, there's, there's Mario. Can't you see it? That's his mustache and his eyes. She's like, "No," <laughs> she could not make it out. It must have like the pixelated thing of like just a pixel art. Must have just like thrown her right off. <laughs> so
1: people that don't know video games probably could couldn't even see Mario on that shirt. I don't know. No. So in in the vein of the Mario coming out of the pipe in the pocket. There's there's an in vain one here of uh, Mario, uh, ducked underneath a bullet bill. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, with the bullet bill in the pocket, that's pretty good. I like the Super Mario World one with the Yoshi, uh, Yoshi there. That's a nice little design there. Quite like that. There's a conceptual, uh, like a, a sort of a conceptual art type shirt with um, like official artwork from you know like the SNES era. And uh, yeah. the NES the Ness sprites. I love that one. Actually, that, that is a really good one, and it's and it's got like the titles, like the big boss for Bowser and stuff like that, and the Mario Brothers, you know, sort of thing, all that. Um, there is a shirt that's got a, a pink Mario jumping out of a warp pipe, eight bit Mario jumping out of a warp pipe with Mario above it, and then it's got the blurb to what I assume is the original Mario Brothers. Uh, overlaying it, which looks really neat. Um, and then in the kids section, oh, in the kids section, that's for you, mate. You got very much, uh, very much of the same stuff. But the one thing that I am a little bit depressed about is that they only gave the kids the Yoshi shirt, where they have a whole blend of different color Yoshis, and then Mario on a white. Uh, they're outlined different colors in like the spectrum of a rainbow, and. And they've got a shirt. Uh, then that, sorry. Then they've got a print on the front of it that is a white outline Yoshi and Mario. I really quite like that that design in general. Yeah, That is cool. There's an awesome design. Why did they only put it on the kids? Oh well, at least you got kids. You can put it on them. <laughs> I mean, I can. I mean, Arthur's got Mario apparel. Yeah, cool. I guess. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I'll definitely go for that uh, black and white one with all the Mario artwork on it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's really cool. And I reckon the Mario on the uh, denim. Not the denim, the, the navy blue T-shirt. That'd be really cool too. Yeah. I like that. I like those two especially. So mm-hmm. you go and check them out if you're in Australia. Now they're officially in Australia. And if you're in Melbourne um, and pandemic and lockdown's over, you can go and check out their actual store <laughs> in the centre, which uh, definitely won't be open, unfortunately,
1: at the moment. No, not at the moment. No. Unfortunate.
0: So, Bryce, let's go into Reggie's Rec Room. We haven't been there for a bit. Um, I went in there to, to do some dusting, and Reggie was actually kind of startled I was there, actually. He was not used to people anymore. No, yeah. Um, but we're we'll going there. We'll talk about uh, the rest of uh, Nintendo's 2020 releases and also kind of discuss uh, how we feel about, I guess, uh, the rest of the three months that we've uh, got to go of this year. Because I'm counting down. I really <laughs> am. Bunny. I, I believe. Nintendo you. fans. Do you believe? Reggie
3: me? here. Thank you for your never ending support for giving me a mushroom kingdom full of incredible memories that I will never
2: forget
0: ever. Thanks
2: Reggie.
1: Oh yeah. You just, po- you just popped me a drink, but I've already got a drink here. Yeah. i got a big bottle of lemonade. Reggie, I know you must've been very excited for this moment, mate. I'm really sorry. You had the bottle of champagne ready and everything. No, it's now he's just standing works. there. It's dripping all over the floor. Like, Reggie, just put it away, mate. We didn't ask for any champagne. Reggie, I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he, he woke up without his odies this morning. So it's a no, weekday, Reggie. Put that champagne away. Mate, yeah, I'm sorry. He didn't eat his Weet-Bix this morning. He's very grumpy today, Reggie. I'm really sorry. <laughs> just just take away. I'll, I'll sort him out. Drew is really mean. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> so,
0: Bryce, this year, let's, let's talk about some games that are coming up. Now, Evidently, there aren't a whole amount of games, but I think the games that are coming out are quality. Ones we're looking forward to. Yeah. Get around. Yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm looking here, like Mario Home Circuit. It says it came out on the 10th. I didn't
1: even realize it's the 13th as we're recording this. Yeah, you're still waiting for your delivery. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we did say last episode that you were probably not going to get a day one. I definitely wasn't going to get it day one because as soon as I pre-ordered it, it said... Yeah, you're going to be waiting,
0: mate. Like, oh, okay. But it's uh, like $20 cheaper through Amazon somewhere. Like, oh, I guess I can wait. I mean, I haven't really had the time to play with my remote control car <laughs> this week anyway. So It's probably <laughs> so just too- going to
1: end up the same way as the Labo and left in the box. You know what? I'm a lot more excited about this than I am with Labo. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't even think this captures my excitement too much. I think the concept is awesome, but I think it's so limited. And that's its biggest problem. Yeah.
0: I mean, like it probably will be. Like, I can just see myself just doing laps around the house,
1: playing yeah. Mario. Kart. Yeah. I can like on, just, on on the couch, yeah, just yeah, on on the couch, yeah, until it disconnects because Kart's on the other side of the wall. And yeah, it's, so it's that's that's that's, and- a,
0: that's what I'm curious about. See, <laughs> and that's probably exactly what's going to ruin it for me because <laughs> if that if if it doesn't work like that, then it will be just doing laps around my pretty small lounge room. Yeah, exactly. am go, what, what the hell have I done with this? 130 bucks. God. Yep. But regardless, uh. We're giving it a go. Um, originally, I pre-ordered like the Mario and I actually said like, oh, stuff it. I'm getting Luigi. And I said like, oh, well, because I, I saw Luke bought both. But in the Discord, he's like, I actually didn't buy both. <laughs> so it's just me.
2: <laughs>
0: oh. Oh, so I thought, oh, you know, I can, I can be irresponsible like someone else. is. like, no, man, I, I wouldn't do that. Oh, so
1: fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me. Yeah, you've done it now. Mm. You're pulling on my cord there, mate. Sorry, sorry, Russ. Good job, mate. Yeah. I was just recording a podcast and I was pulling his cord. Yeah, pulling the cord of my headset, so my head's like, yeah. I'm glad you clarified that. I thought you might just give some
0: wrong ideas out there. Pulling... Sure, yeah. Yeah, I yeah, get you. Yeah. yeah. Winking a nod. <laughs> oh. uh, so, next up, Bryce, this is one you might be interested in. Uh, so, Cadence of Hyrule, the Symphony of the Mask DLC comes out. It just says before the end of October. So it's going to be dropping sort of any time within the next 2 weeks. Mm. Um, do you see yourself getting to this? Uh I'll get around to it eventually.
1: Yeah, so not- Cad- Cadence is a great is is a great Zelda spin-off mm. and like it deserves every bit of attention it ever gets to be honest. Like if there's anything that's uh ever, it like Zelda's ever really suffered it's probably having some decent like spin-off titles that were you know sort of made in a completely different style as opposed to, you know, maybe Depends what you define as a spin-off title in Zelda, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and this one's pretty cool because it is like, I guess, the bigger part of the DLC we're actually like playing is uh we we're playing a Skull Kid. It's been a while since I've watched that video, but it's yeah. got
1: like a whole other mode and yeah, and more whole, of a story, whole story for for Skull Kid. You yeah, so tell, that's really you cool. Can, you can tell the developers were Majora's Mask fans. Yeah, <laughs> so like, um, but yeah, no, there is, there's, there's. A lot of DLC in there, uh, in the mm. season pass, even just in general, uh, with music from, you know, some great minds, uh, including people like Family Jewels, who make some awesome covers. Yeah, I, I was that—that that was my most excited thing from that announcement. Just like, oh, cool,
0: new uh, Cadence of Hyrule uh, DLC. That's cool. And it's like seeing that there's like indie cover artists in yeah. there, including yeah. like an artist I—I um, I listen to on Spotify quite often and. Even, um, you know, uh, sorry, featured on this show. So it's like, it's mm. pretty cool to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like
1: awesome. Really awesome.
0: And speaking of DLC, it's a big month for DLC. So later this week on the 13th, we're getting uh, Steve from Minecraft in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Tomorrow. Yeah, so well, we just missed out, but we'll talk about it next episode. Mm. But I'm really looking forward to trying him out, uh, getting the spirits from Minecraft to add to my collection. Um, I'm uh, about 1200 strong at the moment, so I'm getting there. So yeah, looking forward to, looking forward to playing Steve. I know you're,
1: you're a bit creep. Yeah, just, then, I'm, I'm neither here nor there <laughs> about Steve.
0: I don't know if you saw this, but did you see what I titled the last week's episode? No. I, I, I said, I called it like Minecraft Steve creepers Bryce out. What do you think of that? I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to... I was going to bring it up. I will send you a message. Hey, man, have you seen the episode title? Oh, us just come to me now. Where I've got- I usually
1: check, I usually check on Spotify, like for that stuff. Even if I don't get to listen to the episode straight away, I usually check what you've named the episode. <laughs> I didn't fucking check this week. <laughs> God, damn <it. laughs> God, God damn it! I hate you. I thought I'd do But it was actually all right.
2: <laughs>
0: uh, so yeah, look forward to that. And uh, the big one. Like probably the thing I'm most excited for this month, Ashley, is um the Crown Tundra coming to Pokemon Sword and Shield. I'm just excited for the raids. <laughs> yeah, so the raids. Um, yeah, so there's basically you got your uh, legendary raids where you can team up with four people and go through. Uh, like how how it sort of works from what I've heard, at least from like leaked information, Pokemon Company hasn't actually said this yet, but you go through five raid battles before you get to legendary Pokemon. So you start the first raid battle as uh. A one star Pokemon, but it goes up to five star, then afterwards, uh, it's a legendary. Yeah. Um. So looking forward to doing that. Uh, see see how long it keeps our interest
1: for. It. I I do like those elongated raids. Like if, if there's anything that sort of captures my interest in terms of that, and it's the same thing that gets me going with MMORPGs, RPGs. A, a good space for like raid time is like twenty to thirty minutes, you know. Whereas um, in Sword and Shield, the problem with mega raids. Uh, Mega raids. Um, Dynamax. Dynamax raids. Sorry, Pokemon Go coming to the head. Um, The problem with Dynamax raids is that they don't last that long and there's barely any interest to keep me around. Whereas, like, at least with this, it's like the ultimate prize is like, yeah, you get through these trash raids. It's like, you still might get something good out of them, though. You might get a shiny or something like that pop up and you're like, ooh, beautiful. But then you get to the end of it and then you get a legendary Pokemon and that legendary pokémon is not obtainable anywhere else in the game so there's a reason to do that content whereas um you know the reason to do the content for the actual gigantamax raids was you can get gigantamax pokémon and barely any of them have any competitive use whatsoever and yeah yeah in like, fact they are pretty much
0: useless otherwise a lot of them are and like uh- it was still fun to try and get them because I just like completing the Pokédex. Yeah, for but, sure. But so, then also so,
1: not needed for Pokédex completion though.
0: Yeah. 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 I know. But it's just, uh, yeah, it's just, you know how people go like overboard with collecting. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know like Metadox, for example, he's getting like every form, every variation, you know, people just go over the top with it all. Yeah. Which fair enough. Which like, you know, I, I've got a box just laid out with all the Gigantamax forms. And when you put him into Pokemon home, it actually shows up as the Gigantamax forms and, The mega forms from the past games and that. Yep. So it does register, not in Sword and Shield, but yeah. Um, I'm sure that's lovely. Yeah, I'm I'm sure it's great. You (laughs) enjoy collecting those Gigantamax Pokemon, Drew. You just... Yeah, yeah, that's all right, yeah. At the moment, I'm making sure I get all the Ash Pikachu hats.
1: So, also good on me, I guess. I have to ask, though. um, I'd heard heard a couple of weeks ago, like in passing, rumor, just from like looking around the internet, but... Is there supposed to be mythic Pokemon that show up in there as well? I
0: believe it's just legendary Pokemon. So mythical Pokemon, so Mew, Celebi, uh
1: Jirachi, yeah,
0: yeah. not included. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. No, I don't know where I heard it, but like it's sort of just come in passing that like there was gonna be a few mythical Pokemon available. maybe,
0: maybe there are. I don't maybe know. Maybe there are.
1: But um from their wording they they say legendary. Yeah, yeah, that's so, fine. Yeah. So they do oh, I mean that doesn't bother me anyway. There's plenty of legendary Pokemon that
0: Oh there's too many. Yeah. <laughs> to be completely to, <laughs> me, there's co- a lot.
1: to be completely honest with you, I haven't kept a be- backlog of any of them. So it would be good to just go in and smack a few around and get them, you know. Pokedex completion. I haven't mean, I have not I like I kept I had Pokémon Bank for a while. I pulled everything out of my Pokémon Bank that I kept in there, but I was never a completionist before this game with Pokémon games. I was I was like I, I want to drag my team over. So I never really kept any of the legendaries or anything. So
0: yeah, I mean, and, like, as far as the DLC goes, like the, the thing I'm looking forward to most is just the same as with the Isle of Armour, which was the uh, original pack for the DLC. Just going around and exploring the Crown Tundra, seeing all the bits and the new Pokémon. Yeah, get the Pokédex and just enjoy the story. I know, like, the story for the Isle of Armour was really basic and whatever,
1: and I'm very sure it's going to be very much the same. Just,
0: just uh, you know... I'm it's fi- a Pokemon story, so
1: I'm fine with it being basic in in, in Crown Tundra if it gives me actual content to do. Yeah, and there's uh, the new Legendary, so the uh,
0: Reggie Alecki and uh, Reggie Draco,
1: and uh, and the, the legendary birds, Cal- Calyrex. Yeah, Calyrex, and- yeah.
0: And there's sort of rumours that there's two other Pokemon version exclusive that were fused with Calyrex as well. Yeah,
1: yeah, and that's what I've heard as well.
0: So whether that's real, that would be a nice surprise, actually have more Pokemon and more content and more
1: to that Pokemon than just maybe. But a at, floating big head. At the end of the day, the raids are the thing that excites me most because it gives me actual endgame content to look forward to, yeah. especially if those legendaries, which I assume they are, are shiny huntable. I mean, it's a big miss if they don't. And
0: that that is why I'd be into it because personally I own all those Pokemon, and I'm if I want a Kyogre I'll be like right, I'm bringing I'm bringing Kyogre in boys, whereas I don't I don't really need to catch another one. But obviously I'm going to do the raids. But we'll, what will keep me there is like all right, let's hunt a shiny. shiny.
1: I hope it's not as manipulable as it was. I hope, yeah. I hope they update it, which they
0: haven't done, so
1: I don't know. I, well, no, I, I don't think this would be as easy to manipulate. Because be, it's going to be a different system, so it's not going to yeah, be that's just... right. Yeah. yeah. I hope it's not as easily manipulable as the old system because the problem with the old system and like, yeah, I know Free Shiny's great and I tried to abuse it a couple of times myself <laughs> and just to get Gigantamax Pokemon, mind you, not Shinies. Mm. Um, and that's great and everything and, you know, whatever. <laughs> You know, cool. But the thing is, is like it did suck the fun and life out of it so fast. You know, being knowing that you could just manipulate the game to pretty much turn up with whatever you want. They had literal calculators for it. Mm. Because it's it's s- like,
0: someone I follow on Twitter and every second day or third day or whatever, they're posting like, hey, I got four shinies today because they're obviously doing that. So, and they're manipulating. Yeah, the so, manipul- all right, cool. It's so, like... it. When you're sort of watching someone like, I'm hatching eggs and I finally got it, or I'm doing random encounters and I finally got it, it's like, wow, good on you. Like, you know, well, you know, people that don't play Pokemon are like, I couldn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> but for, like, people that are in the community are like, yeah, good on you, man. But if you're just like, yeah, I've, uh, I went on Twitch, and I teamed up with someone who's hacking it and just re- resetting it all the time. And don't get me wrong, I've, I've done that. I've had, I've had meta in the Discord saying, hey, I've got a shiny you can come and catch
1: one if you want. I'm like, oh, yeah, why not, I guess. Yeah, exactly. But doing yeah. that like like every week just yeah. Yeah, takes the fun out of it. Well, yeah, th- that's the thing as well. It's like breeding and the master the method and creating perfect shinies through, you know, the combination of, you know, competitive breeding methods, master the method, uh, or even just random encounters and stuff like that. Like it it does suck the fun out of it just being able to manipulate the shit out of a system with a calculator on your computer where you just chuck like your OT in. And yeah. like some, some a little bit of extra information. And then you're like, Oh, you got Yeah. You got a shiny on this day or whatever. You're just like, Oh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: I'd like to see the, the next Pokemon games really take some of like the manipulation out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, moving on, Bryce. So we're moving to November uh, from the, I've got a list here. What's it on Eurogamer? So they actually don't list age of calamity. So I don't have too much faith in this list, to be honest. But I guess this is just like the major boxed release games. So there is going to be indie games coming left and right. We're not really talking about them at the moment, but just to go through these ones quickly before we get to the big Zelda game. So Just Dance twenty twenty one, cool. If you are looking forward to that on Switch, yeah, November thirteenth, the- the- it actually comes out um, pretty Same. pretty close to PS five and Xbox yeah. <laughs> Series X. So yeah, if don't know. I really don't know. Uh, Kingdom Hearts <laughs> Mel- Melody of Memory is coming on uh, November 13th as well. I'm not a Kingdom Hearts fan.
1: You're not so much anymore
0: not because anymore. of three. No. Uh,
2: but I, they, They've
1: tossed the story in the water. And like I think a lot of people do agree with that because they were waiting so long for Kingdom Hearts 3. It was 12 years. 12 years. And like the it, it the payoff was not worth it. It was like a longer dev time than Versus 13. So you're not going to be mashing buttons to- uh, songs? If, if it's cheap, it's not. <laughs> no, I mean like if it's if it's cheap, eventually. So is this a wish list game? Mm. Put in your wish list, or not even that? Probably not. Not even that. All right. I'll probably pick it up on like PS4 or fucking Xbox for like twenty dollars soon. It, it'll probably be on Game Pass soon. Every single every single okay. If if you've been sitting around oh, and oh, you're like, you go, yeah. if, if you're sitting around and you're like, I own a PlayStation because it's got Kingdom Hearts on it. Well, good news for you, buddy. Oh whoa. You turn up to Xbox, you pay twenty bucks and you get literally every Kingdom Hearts game. Go. they're all on there. <laughs> Look, I ask you about a uh, a rhythm Kingdom Hearts game,
0: and here you are attacking PlayStation. I'm games. not I'm here, not. here we are. What I'm saying Listen is, here, buddy. What what's on Xbox?
1: What I'm saying <laughs> is is now it's like I don't know. I, I've had I've had a lot of problems with people in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. A I lot have. of problems.
0: Yeah, trust I have too. You and Riley, bloody hell!
1: It's, you Kingdom Hearts man. they are fucking good games until they completely fucked them up and destroy the, destroy everything we liked about them. Like even just talking to like people who actually play Kingdom Hearts, including Riley, I'm like, he's like, oh, he's like, oh yeah, I'm enjoying it. I'm like, yeah, well, have fun. And I didn't say anything. He got to the end of it, and like you know, at the end of it, we're just like, mm. it was variably disappointing for twelve years.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, that sucks. You're not buying that. Um, just <laughs> just before we go on any further, um, this list is so out of date. I'm really, I'm really sorry, everyone, but we missed Pikmin 3 Deluxe on the Switch coming out at the end of the month.
1: Oh well. Oh man, I'm just so embarrassed about that, Bryce. Bryce, are you picking this up? No, not not no. straight away. No, there's too much shit to play this year. Too much. Yeah, Pikmin yeah. 3 for, for me is one of those things where like. You know, I played it. Not enough on Wii U. I know one person in this entire world yeah. that is going to pick it up. Yeah, it's Paul James. We mentioned his name right at the start of the episode. Yeah, we knew it was going to happen. Sorry, Padge. Well, we actually don't know because
0: I, I imagine he's very busy with other games, and I'm sure he ne- will be. Next gen consoles. So I'm if- sure
1: he will be. But if there's anything that he's going to pick up for a Switch, it's probably that he talks about it. He's like, "It's best game on. It was the best game on Wii U." Mm gotta move over best game on the Wii U yeah no, I don't think so
0: yeah anyway I I'm keen I'm keen, I'm keen to play it because it's one of those games I look back I'm like I want to play that I didn't play I really enough on Wii U it.
1: yeah
0: and I'm the same it's just and, and I've got it but it's just one of those games like it's it's uh, that Bayonetta 2 and like a couple of other games on my Wii U like, I need to play this why didn't I finish it but it's just like I don't want to play it on the Wii U but it is what it is so yeah looking forward to that yeah, it's a Wii U <laughs> port uh and so back to November, the big November game and the big Nintendo game just for the rest of this year is uh, Horror Warriors, Age of Calamity. Really looking forward to this. When it got announced, big surprise. Really looking forward to going back and reliving the story and just uh, some of the story beats look really impressive just from the trailers. Oh, I'm so keen for that. Yep. Just, uh, I guess uh, I was going to say new characters, but they, they kind of are new characters, just like the new lease of life, like, almost yeah. put on them, yeah. yeah.
1: I, I think, like, when you look, especially in, like, the eyes of, like, um Pura and Robbie, for example. Like yeah. they are literally just younger versions of themselves. Almost unrecognizable. Almost, almost yeah. yeah. And like to the point where they're all like miniature because for some reason they made it so Chica all shrivel up and go really tiny when they're older, but they're all big in Age of Calamity. Um, yeah, like they really shrunk when you think. They yeah. really shrunk. Like every, <laughs> all three of them really shrunk. Yeah. Um, it is like, you know, it, I, I understand that it's sort of not in the, the same vein of like, oh, this is uh, Breath of the Wild because, yeah, it's a Warriors game. Like, um, but I, I do like even just, did you watch the live stream or any of it at all? I didn't. I didn't know. Okay. So um, that was run by Koei at uh, the friggin what was it called in Japan? Um, Tokyo Game Tokyo Show. Tokyo Game Show. Um, and it did show off like, you know, the, the way that they're still sort of trying to replicate as much as possible, like with the destructible environments, and just the way the enemies sort of act and work and what have you. And, um, you know, how, how it all sort of mingles in together to still try and create a similar Zelda experience out of a different engine. And they they've done a pretty, pretty fantastic job from what I can see. And a lot of a lot of people complaints, as most people would know, I suppose, is that Breath of the Wild didn't have enough story for them. And it's like, mm. I can kind of see where you're coming from, but I also liked how Breath of the Wild tried to approach it differently. Whereas opposed to, you know, every Zelda game being, here is a boy from a small town. He leaves the village, collects three things and goes and gets the master sword. You know, it's the same thing over and over again, whereas Breath of the Wild took off the beaten path and... You're a boy and you're going around and you're like, whoa, this is cool. And eventually you get the sword and eventually you get the princess. You don't have to get any of them. <laughs> you just, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And I think, yeah. Um, but for for the people where it's just like the memories aren't enough story content for me and I don't enjoy that. And you, you know what? Fair enough. Okay. Um, well, here's your story content. It's like, um, you know, it's right in front of you right here. You might, you probably won't enjoy you know, the combat or the physics engine as much as you would in Breath of the Wild or what have you. But if you're looking for a more genuine Breath of the Wild content, it's going to be here. Um, even if it is, you know, a little bit different to what you are used to. Yeah,
0: I'm just looking forward to seeing the relationships between Zelda and Link and some of the champions and all of that. I reckon it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, just see, like- I'm not really, I'm not really even thinking about the gameplay side of things. I'm just looking forward to just... Re- finding out exactly what happened like the moment to moment stuff yeah that's my that's mainly what i'm really looking forward to. and that's
1: to. that's why that's why it has come out as such a magical thing because the world building and breath of the wild even if there was minimal story it has made you wonder like where does everything fit in and this is this is the game where it's like god oh, this is how it fits in mm. you know and that's something that that is pretty special really i'm looking forward to finishing it and sort of getting like a, a new way
0: of looking at breath of the wild like like looking at a location in Breath of the Wild, and they're like, "Oh, so this is exactly oh, what happened yeah. there." Like, I've, talk, I've like talked, long, it on, I've talked about, I talked about on every episode. Yeah, I've talked about it on every episode, but like the last memory where like all the guardians are, and you realise that's where the the war comes to a climax, and that that is a moment in the game. We're like, "Oh, so this happened here," and it's a bit of a revelation. Yeah. And
1: this game will allow us to get more revelations in different areas for different characters That's and right. different areas. Yeah. Whether it be, you know, towns or Longon on Ranch, as we just mentioned, like, you know, mm. that was, that was spotted in.
0: Yeah. Cause there's a trailer with like heaps of soldiers sort of storming that area. Yeah. So we'll find out like, we see Longon Ranch is destroyed, but like what happened there? Was there a certain pivotal moment of the war that happened there during that moment? Mm. Um, yeah. Just maybe, maybe a cow just kicked over a candle and burnt it down. I don't the,
1: know. The Akala, the Akala <laughs> fortress is going to be a, Freaking awesome time mm. because, like, you know, you when you rock up to when you rock up to that end of the map and you're like, oh, I'm gonna, you know, see what's over here past on the other side of Death Mountain because it's sort of just the thing looming and you don't know if there's much behind it. So you go to walk around there and you come across this, you know, a Carla Citadel thing. is just like sitting there with a blown up bridge and there's guardians all around it. It's just like, the fuck happened here? And then like people are just like, oh yeah, there's a big fight here. So, well, okay, so you're yeah. gonna be you're gonna be seeing that big fight. And you're like, whoa, yeah
0: wicked That's no. gonna be awesome that's no, it's good uh it comes out on the uh the 20th and couldn't
1: come soon enough
0: it, like a lot of people have been like oh, it's the same same week as cyberpunk obviously cyberpunk's a massive game multi-platform people have been waiting for it since i don't know for years over a decade so it's like
1: a huge game coming out but for me it's like i'll be playing zelda i know i'll be playing zelda i think i'm it, it, it's tough because i know i want to buy a few things that week it's the same week
0: it's a big week
1: yeah it's the same week same week uh same week the well week and a half that the new consoles consoles come out and stuff i'm not i don't think i'm guaranteed day one yet um only because i feel like there has to be some sort of reconfiguring at jb hi-fi depending on because we talked about that last week anyway yeah you know um are pre-orders if people didn't pay theirs, they lose their spot in the queue, people get moved up, whatever. Um, So I'm waiting for that to happen, but I'll probably still buy some things on release just so they're not entirely like out of existence Um, because stores will probably only get allocated as many copies as they have consoles. I gotcha, yep. You know what I'm saying? Um, So uh, I will probably try to buy a few things that week, whether it be, you know, like one or two games for the Series X and Zelda on top of it, but, you know, at the end, in the end of the day, that's still. Personally,
0: for me, Cyberpunk, I can also wait because it's not the next-gen version on um
2: yeah, Series X or which, ps which Tom. I'll leave it, yeah. So I'm like, the same.
0: Yeah, so I'm not, like, itching to play it. Whereas this is, you know,
1: this is our, part of our show. It's the biggest
0: game of the year,
1: so we'll, we'll be playing it. I'll wait for the next-gen version on Cyberpunk mm-hmm. as well for that very simple reason, you know. It, it it is cool and um you know it is very exciting that it's coming out and I'm very very keen to play that but I'll say this but I'll probably end up just impulse buying it because I feel like buying something that way it week. does it does have <laughs> it, do, it does have a free upgrade anyway right yeah yeah but the thing that's going to annoy me with the free upgrade thing is is I'm going to be playing it whatever and then I'm just going to be like oh, You're going to be thinking about it yeah mm. and then I'm going to get to the end of it and I'm going to have to like this new console and I'm just like uh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like can't I just play it on this new one now I'm just like, I just bought this Flash new console. I've got this game. It's not looking as pretty as it could be on this brand new console. Do, so. the, do the opposite. Wait for the Switch port of Cyberpunk. <laughs> My God. But, yeah, yeah no, again, yeah. yeah, it's it's on the waiting list for me. But I'd like to pick up something. I don't know if it's just something trash like Call of Duty. Yep. Just to sort of like rumble the gears a bit. Yeah. I, I guess if we're just um, discussing... Uh,
0: Multi-platform games, are not on Switch. Uh, Call of Duty, Black Ops, Cold War is um that's definitely a pickup for me because I haven't I haven't bought a Call of Duty since Advanced Warfare
1: back in I was at twenty fourteen. That, 2014, that or was something a really on. shit one to leave off on too.
0: No, I I, I love the campaign. I didn't play the
1: multiplayer. Yeah, so yeah I, didn't, okay. I, didn't, I didn't have the balancing problems. Um, fine, F- yeah, fine. No, but yeah, but there would there there the zombies and everything was bad in, in Advanced Warfare. Yeah, fair enough. I
0: I, I, I enjoyed it had um uh, Kevin Spacey, which we don't talk about anymore no. but uh, yeah it was it was, a, it, was a, it was a fun romp but yeah I'm, I'm ready for a mindless uh, big bang
1: game. <laughs> I'm keen because it's because well. uh, it's sort of going back to you know the Black ops crew, I guess mm. I am a little bit concerned that they might screw with it a bit too much. Black ops has had a weird 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 strange history mm. the last
0: few years and it's, it's weird with this one too because it was sort of in turmoil. And the 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 three I guess the three development studio structure has uh, disappeared from Call of Duty. So Sledgehammer it's now two again. Yeah, Sledgehammer's disappeared, and now and Raven Soft has actually stepped in to do the campaign for this one. So it's a fully developed by um, Raven pretty much. They they
1: had to do that because the thing is is um, you know it has been a three man cycle for a while, and then it was basically like well who's currently working on this game? It's like Infinity Ward, like the game that. You know, sort of coming, it's like, okay, who's run, who's working on the next one? It was like, well, Sledgehammer was, but they're gone now. It's like, oh, well, Treyarch, looks like we're pushing your game forward because they've always traditionally worked on the World at War sort of timeline, which is, you know, Black Ops included. And then uh, Infinity Ward's worked on the Modern Warfare since COD 4. Yeah. So it's sort of just like, <laughs> damn. They're like, <laughs> we really need to push this scheduling ahead. It's like we're year out of time here guys. So there's a Ravens so Raven, can you do the campaign? Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's go. Buckle down. They've really had to like push everything like right ahead. And they had to get, you know, handy men in on the wing. The <laughs> handy men, yeah. Well they had to, you know, like I, I remember I remember when Raven became a partner for for Call of Duty in like map creation and stuff. And everybody was like, oh yeah. Sort of <laughs> oh thing. yeah. That sounds awesome, man. Raven. Raven makes some good, good things and other stuff. I'm like, mm, yeah, okay, cool, and yeah, surely yeah, enough, they, they made some good stuff. But yeah, my point is, is yeah, and you know, that whole development team. Hopefully they, hopefully they're okay. Hopefully they haven't been held with a gun to their heads. <laughs> <laughs> Get over to Call Duty next year. It's only, it's only
0: a gun in the game, though. Don't
1: worry about it. <laughs> it's really strange how like um, it's sort of fallen to obscurity. Like the last. You know, when you think back over the last decade or something like that, near, close to near the start of the decade, it used to be COD versus Battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. COD, COD yeah. doesn't even have competition anymore now. No, Battlefield, yeah. Battlefield but, f- fell yeah. hard. EA ruined the last couple. Well, EA's ruining themselves pretty quickly. Yeah. Like, even even just... <laughs> they, they even blatantly admit on the um, the FIFA 2021 on the Switch Shop.
0: Oh, that annoys me
1: yeah they they even elaborated on that if you go to um fiFA the FIFA 2021 or whatever it was um uh page on the eShop it will say in there in its own column that there is zero systematic changes to this game and all it will feature is roster updates and it has a price tag of what seventy dollars mm, yeah it's full price and they've done nothing to the game apart yeah, from changing yeah
0: FIFA 2021 legacy edition yep. so it's legacy. it's on the switch guys Uh, Who cares? Who cares? Anyway. He's um, an angry man about his sports. But other games like literally that week I'm keen to get. So obviously there's a lot of stuff coming coming to Game Pass we're looking forward to. Uh, One game, especially on Series X, uh, what I'm looking forward to is a a game called Haven, which is like a co-op RPG. Mm -hmm. That looks like a lot of fun. The art style looks awesome. Looking forward to jumping into that. And on the PlayStation uh, 5 side of things, I've got like their, I guess their, um, Sony published games pre-ordered so Demon Souls uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales uh, Destruction Derby which I know nothing about but I like the idea of Destruction Derby uh, the one on um, I forgot what it was it Destruction Derby on Nintendo 64 that was a lot of fun playing that I'm, I'm just like thinking about that. I've got no idea what the game is but I have pre-ordered it and um, Sackboy A Big Adventure just looks like a really awesome platformer similar to what 3D um, Mario 3D World's like. It looks pretty similar to that in sort of the way the camera and that operates. So I'm looking forward to that. Like every... I kind of think about it. I'm like, oh, why am I getting this? Like, yeah. But then like a trailer comes out, I'm like, wow, that, this game looks awesome. So I'm actually pretty hyped for that. Never really understood the he- hype behind Sackboy. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, I I um, I um, really like the character and like little big planet games. It's all about like creation and stuff. And if you're not into
1: that, you want to enjoy it. But this yeah. one's like just a platformer. I mean, I, I, mean, I do get that. And I think, you know, the creation aspect, I, I could understand why people sort of got into that in that, in that prospect, but Sackboy as a character and like having a whole game central to him, I don't know, is something. He's <laughs> so cute.
0: He's so cute. It's like um, Yoshi's a Crafted World and Yoshi's Woolly World. It's just little knitted characters are all so cute. You're platforming, everything's so, in the background, so intricately just created. It's really nice. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And like the big problem of Little Big Planet is just like it's a platformer where the platforming sucks. Um, but now like Sumo Digital, you know, they've actually like gone and like made it like, this is what they've said in their dev diary, whether this is true, but they've made like a good feeling platformer. So hopefully that stands true and it's actually like a good platformer <laughs> and it's just with those characters, uh, a lot of uh, PlayStation fans love. So anyway, back to Nintendo anyway. So we'll jump back into December. Really nothing would I care about in December. So Fitness Boxing 2, awesome December uh, fourth can't get out of my mouth Puro Puro Tetris 2 which I'm a big fan of the first one but I don't need any more no. yeah. for for what I assume is full price and uh, this one's actually pretty cool so the collection of uh, Saga Final Fantasy Legend so it comes with the, the Game Boy Final Fantasy games so pretty cool and uh, there's some cool games coming out next year which uh, I'm excited for a few of them so Axiom Verge 2 uh, Boyfriend Dungeon Bravely Default 2 which was uh, meant to come out sort of this year, but it hasn't.
1: No, yeah, delays. Mm.
0: Yeah, so I uh, so sorry. These are games that will announce for this year, but Never still got have. no release date. So probably a lot of them actually aren't coming out this year. Uh, so um, Doom Eternal, so I haven't heard anything about that coming the Switch. So that sort of went dark. A Lego Star, Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm keen to play that on a Game Pass. Uh, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga. No more heroes three. Skatebird, a sports story and the survivalist. A lot of those games we've already got delays. So we know about them mm-hmm. and uh, com- confirmed for next year. So on February 12th, we're getting super Mario 3d world plus Bowser's fury. Uh, one I'm really excited for monster Hunter rise on March 26th, monster Hunter stories, wings of ruin, which is summer American 2021 and the sky six, which is in summer 2021. So we've got a few games to look forward to next year. Hmm. Um, but next year I feel like it's going to—I don't know if it's going to be a big one, but it's—I reckon it's going to be an exciting year. Um, you know, big Pokemon fan, expecting a new Pokemon game,
1: it's like Zelda holiday anniversary.
0: Yeah, like it's the Pokemon anniversary too. It's going to be the twenty-fifth anniversary for Pokemon, and it's already been a promotion. twenty-fifth, and thirty-fifth anniversary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. shit. So Yeah, it's yeah so big gear. there's already been stuff uh, like promotional artwork and stuff leaked. So the Pokemon company definitely has something in the works. And like whether this is true or not, I don't particularly think it is, but it, it'll be pretty cool if they'll do something like this. But I think, I think someone just made this up because it came out the same time when 3D All-Stars collection came out. But people were talking about like a Pokemon collection with like the black and white and the 3DS games in one bundle on the Switch, which is like, you know... Maybe. I'd love to see that. I'd personally like to see probably Game Boy to Game Boy Advance or whatever. Because I, I just think they'll work better on a screen. But actually, like, putting, like, the dual screen set up on the Switch would be a bit more tricky. But I'd, I'd love to see a collection or something like that.
1: You know what? Scrap that. I, I would like to see them um, work on a new Pokemon title that's something along the lines of, like, Pokemon Legacy. And that... Hello, Infinite. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh God, that no, just just a game that you know not only features like anything from just like one particular region or something like that. I know, I know that it's like the child's dream of like a Pokemon game where you can go everywhere. But you know, I'm not particularly talking about that so much. I'm ta- I'm talking about like you know taking a bit from each game, whether it be like mega evolutions uh, in it or Gigantamax is in it, and you're in, you know, the Johto region or the Unova region or something, and you've got a whole mishmash of Pokemon. You've got the return of something from Hoenn like the uh, um, Battle Frontier, just like something that sort of like takes all the nice parts of Pokemon from different games and shoves them into one nice little package and makes it like its own unique game and make that the anniversary game. That'd be awesome. It would be. Even if
0: they like uh, made a brand new sprite game, which yeah. like went through like the decades or,
1: or sorry, the, the games, the generations. Oh my God. Could you imagine a Pokemon game that had that as a mechanic where it's like, you know, you, you're going through the game and you're like in the 3D era to begin with, but then like you go through time portals and you go back <laughs> to that shit. Oh, now, we, now we're getting there. Oh, that would be so cool.
0: Very cool. Will this happen? Oh, God, no. No, But no. yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, also, like, I'm really sorry. This list is so outdated, but Pokemon Snap, that's one
1: we'll be expecting next year at some point. I was going to bring it up earlier, but then we got talking about that, and I was like, mm. oh, my God, the possibilities that I know that aren't going to happen because Game Freak are very stubborn. Yeah. So I can I can see a uh, similar to last year when they announced the DLC. Was
0: it February or... January, it was like really early in the year. I can see a similar thing where it's like, you know, Pokemon Snap, here's a release window, Mm -hmm. maybe not release date because, you know, COVID's still a thing. Um, But, yeah, announce some of these games. We've got uh, Pokemon uh, Unite as well in the pipeline. You know, I I, I don't care about it. And I think I've actually come to the point where I I won't even try it because I don't want to make an account with Tencent because I don't play League of Legends and all this type of stuff. So I don't have... Affiliation with them, I think. I you do have them. an account for Legal Legends? Oh, I do too. Yeah, yeah. Too fuck. bad you would. I've given them any money at least.
1: Yeah, no, nah, I've already lost. Yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> I've already lost. They've won. Um, Ten cents going to take over the world, whether you like it or not. Anyway. Yeah.
0: Well, they've got a. Uh, their fingers in many things, including Pies. Spotify.
1: So, yep, yeah. Pop on.
0: Yeah. So lots of things to look forward to next year.
1: Anyway, yeah. I guess we'll be talking about that at Nauseam as <laughs> well. Oh, for sure. I, I think I think just like the thought of a Zelda anniversary and a Pokemon anniversary happening at the same time is just bingo bongo, amazing. Oh, oh, like the amount of stuff that we could we could expect from next year. Like I I don't know whether Nintendo are going to be as like detailed as they were with the Mario anniversary because I feel like obviously Mr. Jumpman sort of has their you know he's important. He's he's pretty important, but like you know, I, I it's not that like I need Mario, like a, a Zelda cart Live Circuit or, you know, like a a, a game and watch. Are you sure though?
2: Are you
1: sure you don't need that? Very certain, you know. Oh, okay. My my point my point being is that just like, just like a whole bunch of Zelda news, I would love to see and a, a Zelda Home Circuit, but he's on like the opponent bike from Mario Kart 8. <laughs> it just doesn't balance. <laughs> Actually no, um the closest thing that they'd probably do to it is probably like they'll call it like Zelda like portal into the other dimension or something. Oh sure. And and like <laughs> it it'll just it'll just have like this little robotic link that you control around and it like walks around and stuff and then you can kill monsters by slashing your sword. Cool man.
0: You know. Sounds good. You'll buy that but you won't buy no, uh, no, no, Mario no, 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 no,
1: no! I'm saying that's what they would probably do if they were to do something like that, yeah. and they'd have like something like that going on. Zelda's so not quite as good a fit, is it? Well, it doesn't. Is Mario Kart really a good fit? I think it is. I think it's an excellent. fit. I, I think it's a terrible idea. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I think, think it's awesome. I think it's a terrible idea. Not so much for the fact that you know you've got a remote control car. I think that thing's cool, and I think that's all nice and everything. But I just think like the logistics of it, which is what's going to show in time. <laughs> When you pull yours out of the box, you know whether that's actually going to be good enough to sort of run around the house, or if it's only going to be in a lounge room that's not not big enough to make a track.
0: Well, we will find out soon.
1: Um, but yeah, regardless, you know, um, Pokemon's obviously huge, and it's going to get plenty of its own anniversary stuff, which is, you know, good. Um, but you know, with Zelda as well, there's a lot. There's a lot to be wanted there. Whether it be you know a look back on old stuff or whatever, yeah, it's so going to be big. It'll be a big year for
0: a big year for those. I think I think the I guess the final thing we'll do. Well, we we can talk a lot about next year, but one of the big things we've been talking about a lot is also a new revision of the
1: switch. Yeah, do you think yeah. we'll get that next year? Um, hard to say. Uh, probably. Um, only because there's already been enough talk about it for some time. Most of it's rumors, um, but. Yeah. You know, it, it is very clear that they're, they're on the move for something. If they're telling developers that they need to prepare for 4K support, it obviously means they've got something on the run. Whether that means it's uh, now or it's not going to happen until 2022, who knows? Um, but, you know, either way, you know, I'll have my wallet at the ready, ready to go. <laughs> Get this thing. The problem is, is, hopefully, it doesn't end up the same way that these consoles did <clears throat> and end up in pre order hell. Um, as we know the switch had incredible amount of buyouts um, uh, at near the start of the year to the point where they couldn't keep up in production because of coronavirus and everything um, and I feel like you know next year is going to be a bit of a risky move unless they sort of you know really manage the coronavirus stuff well before then and then you know, look to making into something about it. Mm. But if it does happen next year, then good. Old, but I, but I, I'm not 100, 100%, 100% confident, probably 2022. Mm. See, I don't know at this stage right
0: now on the 13th of October, I think I'm about 80, 80% sure that we'll get a new switch revision next year. Uh, I don't know. Just it seems like you know the four year mark seems like sounds like a good time to sort of refresh the
1: hardware and I don't know so they can developers and that can get a bit more out of it. <clears throat> this year's changed a lot though, and like that's Definitely, yeah that's the problem with like a lot of things that have come out of gaming this year is it's headed so much.
2: Yeah.
0: And I, th- I think the biggest thing we've uh, we haven't brought up yet, but the Switch is still killing it, We're still selling. Doesn't need a doesn't need a bump, right? No,
1: no, it it doesn't. But you know, at the same time, like just look at what's happened with these consoles. They they both sold out within you know average of fifteen minutes. Um, You know, at the time the pre orders went up, they went so fast, they went so quick. You know, and there's not much that anybody could do about that. They just sold like like hotcakes. Mm. Um, so. The problem is, I think, is that a lot of there are still a lot of people panic buying and a lot of people doing tech buyouts and reselling. If you look on ebay at any point in, in time now, you will you will go on there and you will see people already selling their pre orders off for thousands and thousands and thousands. Like it's stupid. Um Yeah. I guess uh,
0: you know, you can make the the argument that they are, you know, new generation. Coming in, so people are very excited. Whereas, you know, a refresh Switch model, a lot of people have a Switch. They'll be like, you know, what? I'm fine with this, and it's only like the hardcore tech heads that'll be like, all right, here we go, I'm putting down a pre-order, getting in there day one. So it might not be the same sort of demand, but yeah.
1: Well, I don't know. It's hard to say because you could you could you could buy a Switch Lite like no problem, um, and people were primarily targeting the more desired console. So it depends on what they consider this this new Switch model as more, whether it's more desirable than the old one or, you know, whether, what have you. Like the Switch Lite, obviously, it sort of strips down a lot of the Switch and sort of just leaves it bare with a bare minimum. You know, obviously something that's an upgraded version is going to have something more in it.
0: Yeah, it's not the Switch, it's the Stagnant.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah, doesn't have the marketing ring to it though, does it? (laughs) It's the Stagnant you can play all your stagnant. games just on the handheld. Stagnant, it stays there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jesus. The solitary. The solitary. Yeah, that sounds better. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh yeah, it it sort of is a case of if 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 this is desirable and people want it and it is something that's going to be very um, cut down in um uh, development and production uh thanks to COVID, which the consoles this year have, and that is why everybody jumped on them. Um, you know, it is it is sort of you got to look at it that way, I guess. And people will buy them to scalp them. Plenty of scalpers are out there at the moment buying tech to scalp.
2: Mm. Yep,
1: don't like them. No, me do. All right, Bryce, I'm. Uh, I'll be honest, I'm falling asleep. It's getting late. Yes, yeah. <laughs> this is the episode. There. Yeah, yeah. We keep talking.
0: Yeah, no, it was. It was uh, we had a great conversation. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, good. I, I enjoyed it. I Hope everyone out there enjoyed it as well. So, guys, thank you very much for listening to The House of Murray, episode 163. If you enjoy the show, you can help us out a lot by reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. You can hit that five-star rating and leave us a review. It'll be awesome. We can get feedback for the show as well. Help us in the algorithms over on the Apple side of things. Uh, Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. Don't know exactly what their review system is, but if you know what it is, feel free to fill it out. It'll help us a lot, especially on Spotify. We get bugger all players through Spotify. It's so convenient, though. Oh, it is so convenient. <laughs> it is Especially so convenient. especially on Android or whatever. It's just amazing. Mm, it's it's very really convenient. Good. Yeah. If you'd like to follow us on social media to find out exactly when the show drops, whether it's the usual Tuesday or whether we had to delay it a bit and release it on the Thursday, uh, you can follow me at iDruby. You can follow Bryce at IV and you can follow the show at The House of Mario. You can also do it on Facebook, but if you're on Facebook at least once a day, I'll probably tell you to stop. Facebook, you know, it's not great. <laughs> wow! <laughs> if you'd like to join our Discord community, there is an invite in the show notes. And I feel like I got to say this because a lot of I've noticed a lot of people still don't know what Discord is. I kind of take it for granted that people know what Discord is. When we when I put out the sort of uh, invite a few weeks ago, a lot of people ju- jumped into our Discord saying, "I just made the account." And now I'm in the community. Yeah. So if you don't know what Discord is, it's, it's a chat app um, through text and voice and even video if you want to do it that way. But we have a community where it's got different topics so we can talk about just general things, video games, um, certain franchises such as Pokemon, Zelda, whatever it is. So just it's a place where we can all catch up and talk about video games together. It's a little community
1: group with subcategories to chat in. Yeah. yeah.
0: And it's also a way we... Uh, it's the main way we communicate. Like the episode's out now. The episode's coming out now. We would like questions for the show. Leave them here. We'll read them out, etc. It's just the the easiest and most efficient way of communicating with you guys who listen. That's right. Um, yeah. So yeah, I know like a lot of the time, like people like join our Discord community, and uh, it was probably a couple of years ago. I didn't know what Discord was either
1: before um, I deal with the podcasting stuff. It's a brilliant service
2: yeah. for what it's worth. Yeah, absolutely. It's amazing.
1: It replaced um, it replaced TeamSpeak. Most people would know what TeamSpeak is. Um, It replaced TeamSpeak as a service a few years ago because TeamSpeak is 100%, you know, paid if you want to use it.
0: Yeah, and, like, if we have a guest on the show, I just record them straight from
1: Discord for the audio for that. It's free.
0: Yeah, it's an amazing piece of software. So Mm. definitely, um, yeah, download it on your phone or your computer and join our community. Yeah, come chat. Yeah. So, Bryce, for this week for Nintendo Jukebox, where we highlight an artist from the Nintendo community, I'm going to give you three options I want to uh, put up. So we've got... Uh, Super Mario Freestyle by the Kevin Bennett, who I really enjoy uh, Kevin Bennett's raps. We've got uh, I'm keeping the Nintendo. We've played that song uh, a few <laughs> to you a few weeks ago, which is uh, quite amusing. I love that song. Uh, it's got an explicit tag to both of those songs, but then this is the more fam- family friendly version, which is the Road to Bowser, which is a remake of or a remix of the you know Road to Bowser and Super Mario
1: 64 by Bleeding Inc., so, out of those three, which one would you like, sir? Definitely, I'm keeping the Nintendo. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> we so. still haven't played it on the show yet. Yeah.
0: So this is the amusing song about uh, someone breaking up with their girlfriend, and they can take everything, but god damn it, I'm keeping the Nintendo. <laughs> now, is that the NES or is that the Super Nintendo or is it Nintendo 64 or is it the Wii? I don't know. Or is
1: it the PlayStation 2? Who knows? It... it depends on who's talking. Or is
0: it some old mum, yeah, referring to the PlayStation as the Nintendo? <laughs> I don't know. But I guess we'll never know. So, anyway, with that, until next time, guys, this is Radio. the doors to, to <laughs> House of Mario are closed. The- it sounds something like this.
3: She said she's leaving LA And going to San Francisco Bay She fucking hates my cunts And all she's leaving me is pain guess I'll give you your Diffuser And all of your essential oils Cause they really just smell like shit But I'm keeping the Nintendo Exactly.
1: So, something we need to uh, address here is that the song says, I'm keeping the Nintendo. The games he is talking about are Nintendo 64 classics like Tony Hawk uh, or, you know, whatever else you want to put on there. Talk about The Legend of Zelda. But the album art, there is a giant DS on the table. (laughs) And I'm not talking just like a handheld, like you think, oh, it's a DS XL. No, it's like the size of a fridge. <laughs> what the hell, guys? What the hell? Maybe he's playing Tony Hawk on his DS. You know, he could be, but there was something else as well. 1080. So 1080 mm, snowboarding.
0: No, he wasn't playing that on his DS. No, no, no,
1: he wasn't. He was playing that on a 64. So which is it, guys? What What's the band name? I want to call them out. Yeah, so... Uh adolescent tragedy an adolescent tragedy guys you can't play 1080 snowboard on a giant DS for one alright you can get your shit together did you used to call Nintendo 64
0: just the Nintendo uh no <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah so there's a few things with this song we could we could do an in-depth review but we'll save that for a uh, another millennia. I think mm. beautiful